Jam-packed to the rafters. Let's go up to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. Welcome to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you for being back with us here for episode 267. It is Monday, April the 18th, 2022. And as always, we're here to romp you through the world of retro wrestling. I'm Joe Murata, and I'm joined by, as ever, Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Howdy diddy. We're going to romp, right? Yeah, we're going to romp. That's what we do around here. I want to romp. 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 Anyway, yeah. folks, thank you for romping with us here through the world, the entire world of retro wrestling. We have some stuff in store for you. But before we get to the stuff, we have some things. And those things are you can follow us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. Over there, you're going to get no drama, but daily wrestling gifts. That's over. It's easy for me to say at OVP Podcast on Twitter. Also, we want to remind you, subscribe to us both on the YouTube, right, Quinn? Right, yes. We have that channel. Uh-huh. We got one. You know, I went to the site and signed up for it. Like, I did. Five years ago yeah, or whatever. A time ago. Uh, we don't have a MySpace yet. Actually, we do. We just don't use it. Do we really? Yeah, I think you I made set that up. <laughs> I think I did. Anyway, subscribe to us on MySpace, YouTube, and Vimeo, because all season long, you've been needing our Vimeo channel for a lot of these live reviews. I mean, they just, they don't want us to show you this stuff we have faces for radio yeah not for youtube yeah. that's for sure but check us out on vimeo we're right there and of course you can always email us at ovppodcast at gmail.com that is ovppodcast at gmail.com but quinn if people want to talk to you and me and well over a thousand other retro wrestling fanatics where can they go over at facebook.com slash glyphs yes like glyphs. As glyphs as joe says yes thank you it's a great site that you know post your glyphs post your glyphs right glyphs yeah how do you get there um, you get there going to uh, facebook.com obviously right. there's a search bar uh <laughs> hey you asked me how i get there you're right and that's, sorry that's what i do i type in there's a search bar though at the top of the page <laughs> okay, right it, the, the, our vantage point dash Russia wrestling podcast bing bang boom tube score kaflui glyphs hit the join group and you're in and the and only glyphs. And, glyphs. Yeah, and you get those glyphs those hot glyphs <laughs> the only thing we're asking you to do to get to our glyph group is agree to one rule and one rule only which is don't be what Quinn a dunderhead don't be a dunderhead or don't be a glyph don't be a glyph either yeah. yes please and all we mean by that is we want you to talk about old wrestling we want you to, do, to discuss old wrestling we want you to debate about old wrestling the only thing we ask you is when you're doing these activities, mm-hmm. don't be an asshole. Yeah, that's it. Let's just change it. When are we? Don't we change it every like a hundred episodes? Yeah, don't be an asshole. Yeah, like, for three hundred, that's the next one. Don't be an asshole. And all we mean by that is, listen. If somebody likes a particular wrestler more than you or a show, you can disagree, and that's okay. But you don't need to insult them. Is it really worth it, Quinn? It's not really necessary. It's really not. Just move on to the next 100 other posts (laughs) on the thing. Exactly. Or the glyphs, obviously. So anyway, join the group if you want to talk about old wrestling with other people that want to do the same thing. And if you want extra OVP content, uh, the tip is go to patreon.com slash OVP podcast because over there we've got the latest in the 1984 canon. And the WWF pay-per-view reviews, the latest one out is WrestleMania 11. Yay. And they go all the way back to the first WrestleMania Here's the thing, right? We're about half we got half the month left, give or take, right? You want the rest of it for free? You send me a message. 
For real. This is true. You can do it on Facebook Glyphs, or you can do Facebook, it on Twitter. Facebook Glyphs, yes. Shoot us an email, and we'll give you the rest of the month for free, or if you just want to support us, again, it's patreon.com slash OVP podcast. But Quinn, yes. this season, first I, of all, you've been making fun of the opening bumper to this, this rightfully season, so. I have, to, I have to hear the song again, is when you say this season, yes. that's what the first thing that occurs to me. You've got four more of these to go. Yeah. Uh, but what we asked our fans to do is to present an opinion that you hold. Uh, that you might feel you're isolated and holding. You're on an island. You're alone in this opinion about retro wrestling. We asked you to present this to us in the form of a question. That question being, am I the only one? 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 <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what a brilliant display. Yeah. And uh, anyway, we've <laughs> taken a lot of suggestions here. And we have one this time around from another long timer, Chris Hatley, big friend of the show, yes. big fan of the show. This is a question I like. I like this one too. And that's why we picked it. Chris, thank you very much. He asked us, folks, am I the only one that thinks John Cena is the greatest WWF superstar in history? I don't think you are, but I just want to preface this before we talk. I don't know if he's the greatest, yeah. but he's amongst the greatest. He's one of the greatest. One of, yeah. I but definitely would say that. It's to the point where I've started to feel like they might need to revise that Mount Rushmore. Add some more rock to it. Uh, no it, pun intended. Uh, or take the rock off Ooh. and maybe put John Cena in his place. Smell what you're cooking over there. Because uh, I don't know, man. John Cena is just... The more I like think about it and look back at it, he really was special and it really it, was mainly a lot of like the the criticism had to do with his time period his his the fact that he was dominant the, the fact that he was dominant the fact that he was like committed to never being a heel i've been doing a bunch of research late uh and i'm thinking cena might turn heel on mania i don't think he's gonna turn the way people think he's gonna turn i don't know why i appreciate that maybe it's just because we it's you're more appreciative in an era where everyone's like, oh, internet, and I don't like faces. Like right. the fact that like John Cena was doing what he was doing as right, a yeah. face the entire time, other than obviously when he was a rapper in like oh three for yeah. like five minutes. That wasn't that long. John Cena's got to fight a rhinoceros. I'll rip his crotch out and make him see a gynecologist. You know what? Let's start with talking about why people wouldn't think this. And I think that that stems back to the early 2000s and mid 2000s. Now, folks, for those of you unfamiliar, Cena came in in 02, right? Mm -hmm. And then he quickly turned heel, became the rapper gimmick all through 03, turned face again. By 04, he was fully a face. Famously beat the big show in the opener of WrestleMania 20 to win the U.S., right? It's kind of his like ultimate warrior style. Perfect. Launch, right? That's, yeah. his, that's his ultimate warrior moment, right? Yeah. And then by 2005, it, it seems like he's going to be the guy, and he defeats JBL at WrestleMania 21 to usher in a new era. He becomes a champion. It's not long after that, very shortly after that, the guy's getting booed already. Why is that? See, see here's the thing that I think a lot of these internet Folk and we not, were we did, were them we were, though we were them and I'm not I'm not like revising history right but it's also like the first time it happened when we were aware of everything right the WWE was doing 
what they always did when they when they when they did a big mainline face that's going to lead the company, right? They just pushed him to the moon. He beats people, you, you mean? Know, people would say on the internet, "Well, push him to the moon, push him to the moon." Well, John Cena was popular, and what did they do? They pushed him to the moon. I mean, if you really, uh, you know what I mean, like, and that's what it looks like. And the problem now <laughs> is that they try to do that. If they try to do that now, now they're more like, oh, we don't know. Like, yeah. you know, somebody on the internet said that you that, know they that. shouldn't push him to the moon, so maybe we shouldn't. And then they back off for two months or well, so. did that with Roman when right. he was faced. Stop, start with Roman Reigns like they always did. Here's John Cena in pretty much any interview he's ever asked by an outside media source uh, about turning heel. He says, "I don't want to turn heel." I'm never going to turn heel. How does this motherfucker not get punished for saying that kind of stuff? You know, it's interesting, Quinn. Uh, Steve Austin was all over the programming. Yeah. He was pushed to the moon. He didn't get the backlash. The thing is because... The Rock didn't either. Because Austin did it as a complete dick. I think it was like organic. It was organic. But, but so problem, was Cena's support initially, too. His initial support was absolutely organic. When he first came in, people were like, there's something about this guy, right? People, like, everyone seemed to wreck. I remember when he was the rapper, nobody could stop talking about him. Yeah. Do you think maybe there's something to do with the fact that he was clearly a WWE and OVW product, right? And they're, they bring him in, and they're, they're implicitly saying, he is going to be the guy. I mean, his name is the prototype. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. How dare you, smelly, mock, an engineered genius like the prototype. You know what I think part of it is, and, and this is maybe another delve into the psychology of being a wrestling fan, which I know is everyone's favorite topic, but, and this goes for myself, because we were in our young, you know, early 20s when he started this mm. run, like 1920, right? There's never a way to really compare something from when you were a kid mm -hmm. to when you're older. And what I mean by that is Hulk Hogan, for example, very much John Cena was in that vein in a lot of ways, but in it the was modern... basically the same thing. But, the, the superhero, the role model. But he was not an asshole. Well, was, was less of one. Or less, whatever. He's still I, a bad insult comedy. Sure, but I never interpreted Cena as like, wow, what a dick. Cena's never like, oh, that was unfair title right. match, Jack Tunney. Like, you know, like, he never liked true, that. That's like, true. But what I mean about Hogan, right, is a lot of the kids... That grew up with in the Hogan era, which we didn't. We're, we're after that. They loved their Hulk Hogan. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you that we even have listeners here now that were watching well before Hogan mm -hmm. that thought Hulk Hogan was like this piece of shit. He can't wrestle. He doesn't deserve to be the champion for all these years. Right. And I think it just stems back to nostalgia and what people grew up with. It's always a lot harder to swallow something uh, when you're older. Speak for yourself. It's not hard for me to swap. And that goes for music and television shows, yeah. right? And you and I grew up at the tail the tail end of the golden era, really the new gen era. Right. And then the attitude era. So by the time we're in our jaded early 20s, we're hopping aboard the smart train. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, they're pushing him too much. Boo! Exactly. I bet you we're in our mid-30s now. You're 36. I'm 35. Yep. If you ask somebody who's 25, 26... They would probably tell you, maybe I'm wrong, maybe because the internet was around back then. But either way, I can't see how they wouldn't, as a 10, 11-year-old, say that John Cena is the greatest wrestler to ever live. Well, right? it's like, what are you talking, like, how could they not? Well, think about this, Quinn. Cena won the title for the first time in 05. That's 17 years ago. An eight-year-old yeah. in 2005 is now 20. 
five years old. Exactly. So you're right on the money there. Right. There's a generation, I think, anyway, of kids, because I saw the kids in the crowds. Every uh, kid right. liked him from the moment he turned face, and it never went away. You'd see the crowds, even when he's older, seen him with the hair when he shows up now. <laughs> like, even the young kids in the crowd, they because he, he still does the same thing, yep. and they see him, and they and they light up. There's something about him, right? And I guarantee you back then, if you went to the playground and asked all those kids what they thought of John Cena, first of all, don't be talking to little kids at playgrounds. Right. But if it's creepy. If you could be like, like a fly on a wall in, <laughs> right. a, in a fantasy scenario, right? <laughs> How about that, where you're not getting involved in anything? It's a little better, yeah. I guess. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make, folks, is that the kids seemed to really like John Cena. No, our audience listening to us right now probably didn't. All you guys that are our age or older, you're probably, right. boo, boo, I like the good wrestling, the yeah. serious wrestling. And I get it. I totally see, get it. See, this is where... I get it because I was that way too. Right. But see, this is where things have to be changed up a little bit because here's the thing is all the people that yell oh, i like serious wrestling like i like the good wrestling the you good know wrestling right he did that too that, that's, the that, that's the thing that bugs me so much is that it's not just kid-friendly pg john cena that's not the like primary topic with him there's a reason they started to like nickname him big match john because so because he literally like if it was like a wrestling style match, he was awesome. He was very capable of doing a five, four star, five star match, five star match, and six star match. I mean, the CM Punk match is indicative of that, but yeah. he had many others. I mean, one of his early classics was that Umaga match. I thought at his, Royal his Rumble stuff with 07. Edge was Edge. good. I thought Shawn Michaels stuff yeah, was good. Those those like, were good. This is what I mean: is John Cena was the reason why they loved him so much, right? Is because not only could he do the PG stuff and, right. the, and the, you know, kid-friendly and sell merchandise. But when it was time to wrestle, they could put John Cena in an epic five-star classic that right. you, for the ages you will remember for the rest of your life. I think one of the things about him to sum him up is professional. Right. He was just a pro, right? Yeah. You could put him out there. He didn't get rattled by the crowd. Yeah, and, that, and that's the, huge, that, Quinn. That's another thing that nobody really mentions that much is that that man got booed for like five years in a row when he was being a face. For no reason. For no reason. I, like, I always say five years because there was like a point where people were just like, oh, we're just tired of doing this old, old shoe thing. Like, like, right? like old hat, old hat, old shoe, whatever. Old something. Old brown shoe. It was old. <laughs> I By like 13, 14, it was over pretty much. People right? were like, he's good. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's, it, it's, it's stupid to even argue that he's bad. He is I, good. Yeah. I mean, you and I both came to this realization at the same time, too, right, right? Yeah. We're like, he's good. He delivers in the ring. Yeah. He knows where he's going with his promos, as dumb as they sometimes are the way they script them, right? Right. He still knows what he's doing. He has a feel for it. He but, feels natural, too, when he yeah. talks because of the fact that he doesn't feel as scripted, although he can be scripted oh, sometimes. Oh, yeah. But, oh, God, yeah. But, but I personally feel like because he's so... John Cena, the the person, and John Cena, the character, feel like the same thing. He right. feels less scripted, weirdly. I don't know how to put it. Like, right. even if he is scripted, I'm not sure. And I think like, another thing about him, Quinn, is that I know there's some stories, as there always will be for any wrestler, or if, you know, he didn't necessarily want to work with certain people or whatever. But again, you're going to find that with any champion well, when in you're wrestling any for like company. 20 years or something right. that's going to happen but he wasn't known to be some horrible backstabber politicker backstabber. Yeah, and that, he did his job and i think in his late career that started to pay off 
you know, as far as people he worked with, nobody ever had a bad thing to say about him. And so he had this stellar reputation, right? And he didn't seem to be afraid to show ass. Remember Brock destroyed him that, that SummerSlam yes. in 14? He could even do the Ric Flair thing where he just gets his ass whooped, but he's like supposed to be the best wrestler. Right. Remember The Undertaker put him away in two minutes at WrestleMania? Yeah, which I always felt was like that that match, I swear to you, Joe, felt like um, they weren't sure if they could do it and they threw it together at the last second and that's why it was short. Because to me, that was like something I was looking forward to was Undertaker versus John Cena so finally at WrestleMania. Yeah. And, then, and then it's just like a joke match. And but I'm like, what? It. but he did it. I think some of the things that I admire about John Cena and why I would put him in a serious discussion of the all-time greats. Again, I know we're a retro-leaning show, and this is becoming retro Cena's career. And if you're of the age and the generation where you just didn't get John Cena, I'm never going to convince you of that. I'm never going to convince mm -hmm. somebody of that. I but totally I mean, get it. Joe, we're like at like the 20th year anniversary of when John Him Cena debuting. started. Yeah. yeah, I mean, come on. Like, I think he's old by this point. Oh, he's old by this point. Yeah. And, and all I'm trying to say is. A lot of our fans, and us included, were either in their 20s or 30s during his run. Mm -hmm. And they probably just didn't like him the way they liked, I don't know, a CM Punk or somebody. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Yeah. We used to joke and call him John Hogan. We did. Right. And you know what, though? If you really think about it, that's a compliment. Right. Because Hulk Hogan, think about what made him tick and what made him work. Is he portrayed, I'm talking about portrayal, not the real life guy, mm -hmm. a superhero to the fans, a role model to the children, a certain ethos, although he kind of did cheat sometime, but a certain, you know, yeah. ethical code of like, I gotta be a man. He can't let it slide. Right. But John Cena, you know, hustle, loyalty, respect. He can't He can't let that bullshit slide right. either. Never like, give up. Never give up. He like, had a positive he, message yeah, is what always, I'm saying. He was like Hogan with the positive shit too, right? It's right. Like, he didn't have say your prayers, eat your vitamins, but John Cena was always, you ever notice like a lot of his shit was like, Hey, if you work out, you can look like yes, me, right? right. It's like it's like they, they show John Cena in the gym or some right. shit. Yes, he eats healthy. <laughs> right. like, you know what I mean? Like he eats chicken. Yeah. Um, and I think that that really worked for Hogan, and I think it really worked for Cena. And the other thing too is due to the generation, you gotta remember this, guys. The era where Cena wrestled is not the era where Hogan wrestled, where Hogan didn't do the weekly TV. Right. He did daily house shows. But he wasn't exposed to a national television audience, you know, a couple of times a week or anything. John Cena somehow in the era of Raw mm -hmm. and SmackDown and whatever other bullcrap shows they have and monthly pay-per-views was able to rise above the rest and maintain it. That's the main thing. Anyone can get pushed. Right. It happens Anyone. all the time. Right. And usually it stinks yeah. when it's <laughs> yeah. inorganic, right? Yeah. And even if it started inorganically with Cena, even if he was preordained, right? Right. He maintained that level for that long in this era. No one was ever... See, the thing that the Smarks would always say is like, we don't like him, don't push him. But here's the thing. He was over enough that they could never find a financial reason to ever stop right. pushing him because you know what the thing was at the end of the day, his merchandise like produced a lot of money for them and, 100%. and never didn't. And he was always over whether it was 80% booze or not. There was always a reaction for his matches, right? There was always a re he was over. There was a point when he'd get booed on the way in, and by the middle of the match, everyone would be cheering for him. 
Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, and this and this kind of became a routine, I felt. Right? 100%, yeah. you were rooting for him to come back, right? And he was he did a good comeback. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is, yeah, he won- might not have been the greatest wrestler. He definitely kept improving. He definitely hit a point in the early 2010s yeah. where he was, like we say, big match John. I will say this by, like, I want to say the first time he left for, like, slightly a little bit. Yep. That's when I started to see the degradation start to happen because it... I always thought that showed that he was wise about slowing down when he did. Yep. Because when he started to slow down and, you know, at first it was like he was only there five times a year, right? Yeah. So, which is still a lot, right? Sure. But then he, you know, each successive year, then it was four times a year, then it was three times a year, then it was two times, and then it was one times yep. a year. Like, and, and like, but he was so wise about not coming back and like overexposing I'm, himself. I'm going to dominate again, brother. He, like, never, you know I mean? he never dominated again. Once, yeah. once his true like run was over as world champion for the last time, you know, it's not like this guy was hogging up. This is another thing to remember. He wasn't hogging up spots from other people necessarily. He helped elevate and work with a lot of people. Fucking Del Rio, like yeah. stinky butt Del Rio. He tried he, anybody right. that the company said, "Hey, John, we want to get this guy over." He was like, "Okay." Wade Barrett. Yeah, like anybody. It didn't freaking matter with John Cena. Right. Obviously, the best thing he did was the CM Punk. In my opinion, that's probably amongst that the Edge stuff. Yeah. Amongst his best work. And actually, I think that points to another thing I wanted to talk about. Go ahead. What's unique about John Cena as opposed to like a Hulk Hogan is because of the time he wrestled, right? Like there's drawbacks as far as, you know, popularity of wrestling in general, yada, 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 right? Yeah. But on the other hand, he was able to interact with way more different styles of characters than Hulk Hogan ever could have. Just because of the time. Right. Yeah. Hulk Hogan was, you know, a lot of the stuff was just big, stinky giant or like or an macho asshole. man or an something. Asshole. Yeah. Or like, yeah, something like Roddy that. Piper. Yeah. DiBiase. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. That was like Hogan's like he was kind of in a box in that sense. But John Cena, on the other hand, there was all different styles. Like you said, like a monster like Umaga or Big Show or Kane or, you know, those big boys, like the traditional mm-hmm. ones, which were not as popular by then. No. But then there was Kali like, also. Right. The Kali. I, I love Kali. I don't care what anybody said. Anyway, but then there was like, there were styles like Edge, for example. Yep. Edge is kind of more like an average sized wrestler, but he can get the job He's done. He's got prowess. He's got prowess, right? There was Dan Bryan. There was Daniel Bryan, which is the technical style. There mm-hmm. was Randy Orton, which yeah. was also like Randy Orton was more in the mainstream technical vein. I, yeah. I like to put it like he's like he's the technical wrestler, but he's the one they can market. Right. Like, you know marketable I mean? technical marketable wrestler. technical wrestler. There was CM Punk, there obviously. Was CM Punk, which is the rebel, almost like in a sense, the piper. A different type, a different type of like thing. a piper that could wrestle really, really well. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Hey. Yeah, like a good, like a Bret Hart wrestler with a Roddy Piper personality. Right. Exactly. <laughs> kind of. And actually, like not even a maniac. He was more like a like a narcissist maniac kind style. Of, yeah. like, I don't know how to describe him where he could he could convey his words elegant el- eloquently. Yeah, easy for say, you to say over there. But ah. the point Glyphs. is, is that uh, and then on top of it, because of the era where John Cena was. He could also interact with The Rock, mm-hmm. for example. Only right? once, though, in a lifetime, of once, course. Once in a Only lifetime once. that ended up in twice. But the point is, is that he they were capable of doing dream matches with him because of when he was wrestling, right? And yeah. Shawn Michaels. And Shawn Michaels. And Triple, Triple H. H. And like, yeah, like he was still able, and he was able to interact with the Attitude Era. Like he was, for whatever reason, it was like his time period was special in that sense where they could match him up. And some future faces like Roman. Right. And Seth Rollins. Right. Brock Lesnar, obviously, a current in future. 
Kevin Owens. Right. He did a lot of shit with yeah. a lot of different people. And um, Not to mention, remember the whole ECW interaction? The RVD? Yeah. I still, to this day, one of my favorite Cena matches, is not because he loses. I, I love the moment, though, when RVD wins. It's just the way Cena handled that crowd that he, against RVD. In, like, the traditional ECW crowd. It was, like, it. it was awesome. He knew it. He knew he was going to be the heel, and he played the heel. Yeah. He knew. I love it. You know, it didn't. it's just great stuff. The weird thing that you do regret, the one thing John Cena didn't have enough exposure to, and I think that's what made the ECW moment special, is because there was no rival promotions when he was around. He didn't have the opportunity like a Hogan did where he could go to WCW and there was this whole fresh matchup thing going on. Yeah, right? the only thing was uh, was Impact at the time and right. he wasn't going there. It was, it was, it was, no too, it was too beneath him, right? It was like, Seriously. Yeah, it was like, it was like okay, he's not going to really get to get to try that. No. Like he couldn't go to, he couldn't jump to Ring of Honor for a night. But again, the ECW felt like the closest thing we could get to that, right? Correct, yes. Of so, him interacting with another promotion. Right. Chris Hatley, man, I don't think you're the only one. Again, I'm not saying that John Cena is the greatest ever because I just, I don't know if there is one. It's probably, if we're really being honest, probably still Hulk Hogan overall <laughs> in, in terms of the greatest. But John Cena's in that discussion now. Yeah. I'll say this, though. I think it's unfair to say that he's not. Yeah, I'll say this, though. Uh, that last WrestleMania, it made me really wonder about Austin being in that all-time oh way, yeah because it's been so long when, since we saw him and that's why i put that's why i was saying this this rushmore of greatest wrestlers might need to be revised at some point because this is the ones i'm starting to think of now are like hogan flair austin cena well like, if we're talking wwf I mean? you don't have to put flair in there if it's wwf oh, oh, i just meant like in general in general like those are the I mean, biggest so many those are the big the four biggest like primary draws i think of that, yeah, that, that, like that's what I mean. Again, it, we're not saying that Cena's uh, your favorite wrestler, folks, and not my favorite wrestler either. But we're talking about objective accomplishments. Yeah, um, and he's definitely in that discussion. It took me a long time to appreciate him. I'm glad I did. I'll tell you what, from about 2013 until you know present day, I loved seeing him. I yeah. loved seeing him. The only, the last thing he did that I didn't like is when he had that fucking Randy Orton feud yet again. <laughs> Remember, everyone like took a shit. You on know it? what was the funny part about that? That I always <laughs> that amused me during the middle of it, and I don't know if it like softened it for me, and it didn't make me, it made me less angry. I swear they were winking at the camera. They where, knew. like at certain points they in knew. it where they knew that like everyone was like, "Why are we doing this again?" They're, like I, I swear there was like an interview where they said, "This will be it." Yeah, like, they knew. like almost like tongue in cheek. I think like, so. Like, <laughs> It was it was really funny. I think so. Yeah, uh, and I bet there are Chris Hatley. I bet there are a generation of uh, kids that grew up in the mid two thousands watching wrestling that would agree with you that John Cena is the greatest. And you know, there's people alive right now that probably think Bruno was the greatest. There's people right. that think it's Austin. There's people that think it's Hogan. Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund. I hope not. But well, Chris Orlando. Shout yeah. out to Chris Orlando. But you know what? There's no wrong answer here. These are called opinions. Right. Everyone has them. And yours is offensive. But I think that what the question here is trying to push is like, is it reasonable to say this, that John Cena may perhaps be the greatest WWE superstar of all time? He is in the discussion is, is my final answer yeah. on that. What about you? I, I'm with you. I think yeah. he's absolutely in the discussion. In the discussion. He defines his era, right? He defines his era. And those are the guys who would be in that discussion. Right, right, like a people, Bruno. Like a Bruno, like an Austin, like, like a, a Hogan. Hogan. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
So, with that said, thank you, Chris Hatley. Folks, let us know what you think of John Cena. Did you like him? Did you not like him? Did you change your mind? Let us know that on Twitter at OVP Podcast. Shoot us an email. Join the group. But, Quinn, when we come back, we're going to the Garden. Yeah. But not the Madison Square variety. Yeah. The, <laughs> the Beantown variety. WWE of the Boston Garden is coming up, folks, right after this. And you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. And you may find yourself in another part of the world. And you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile. And you may find yourself in a beautiful house. You actually, if the crowd is chanting, you know, John Cena, John Cena sucks, sucks. Yeah. And you're they, okay. they sing. It's actually quite liberating. And you know, some people take it as a negative, but I'd like to think it's the people's way of showing me admiration. It's, it's very easy. Would you like me to teach you how to do it? Can we sing a song as a group? Can we get yeah, this done? Sure. Okay, so you saw the internet memes and the trumpets come on and it goes bah, 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 bah. So all they do is replace the trumpets with lyrics. They go, John Cena sucks. And we, we can do this, it's a catchy tune. You ready? One, two, three. John, John Cena, Cena sucks. sucks. John, John Cena, Cena sucks. sucks. See, it makes you feel good, right? <laughs> yeah. Hello, wrestling fans. While we're on a break here, just a quick reminder to check out some friends of the show. These are other independent wrestling podcasts. We want you to check them out. Start with Booking the Territory. This will get you everything for your southern fried, very classy, unprofessional wrestling coverage of the NWA, WCW. It is Booking the Territory. And check out GFA Live with Peter Winson and Kathy as they trek you through some classic episodes of WWF television. Maybe a movie you never know. So check out our friends of the show. It is Book in the Territory and GFA Live. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for being with us here for episode 267. It is Monday, April the 18th, 2022. How you doing there, Michael? Hi. Just watching some Big Match John on the break Big there. Big Match John. Got to do that. But folks, what you can do if you want to get a lot of different matches is go to patreon.com slash OVP podcast. And over there, what you're going to find, like we said earlier, is the latest in the 1984 canon, first and mm -hmm. foremost. And then secondly, the cornerstone of the Patreon. Very corner. A lot of stones, too. Yeah. The pay-per-view reviews, WWE pay-per-view reviews, every single one in order. Now, Quinn, these can sometimes run upwards of four hours. Oh, yeah. They're an investment, and that's why they're once a month. You got all the time in the world to exactly. spread it out. I know some of you maniacs listen to it all in one sitting. The but day it comes yeah, out in the yeah. comment, and that's great, too. Yeah. But what we've done, folks, is we've covered everything from the first WrestleMania to WrestleMania 11 th thus far. Next month for May is the first ever in your house. Quinn and I are excited because it's short, and it's 1995. And I'm excited for In Your, your house. house! In Your, your house. house! So... If you want to get your hands on all of these WWF pay-per-view reviews, go to patreon.com slash OVP podcast. It is only $5 for the entire month, and it'll get you everything instantly. And like I said at the top of the show, if you want to sample it for the rest of April, all you have to do, shoot me a message on Twitter at OVP podcast, or if you're on the group, do that, or shoot us an email, OVP podcast at gmail.com. And again, that's patreon.com slash OVP podcast if you want to donate. Now, Michael. We should also remind everybody, subscribe to us on YouTube. Right. And subscribe to us on Vimeo. Follow us there. Yeah. Because, Quinn, we're reviewing something. We are. And what we're reviewing here is actually a suggestion by our very own Richard Land. Oh, boy. Thanks, Richard. Richard, what, what did you give us this time? This is the WWF at the Boston Garden, June 6th, 1987. Uh-huh. Now... Let's talk about the Boston Garden. Let's talk about 1987. Boston right? Gardens, yeah. No, it's singular. What? No. 
And first of all, the WWF had been running Boston for a long time. They started televising their Boston shows on Nessun in... <laughs> yes, you know, the same channel that hosts the uh, Red Sox there. That's right. Nessun, yeah. the New England Sports Network, of course. Uh, in 1985, the first Boston show to be televised was May of 1985, and that would continue until the spring of 1989. And so we're right smack dab in the middle of these being televised. Now, Boston shows are not as big feeling as Madison Square Garden shows. They're very sub. They're a little sub, right? But yeah. I, I would argue that they feel more important than Philly. Oh, yeah, they're better than Philly. Although we miss Dick, Dick Graham, obviously. I think Dick Graham is what makes Philly seem minor. I know what I, I love him. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure he knows anything. And he doesn't care that he does. He's yeah. like, I love doing this. Mm-hmm. But in Boston, you never know who you're going to get on commentary. And you might get some good matches. You might get crap. I don't yeah. remember what's on this card. I don't you know if I've seen You might get the Duke of Dorchester, too. One can only hope, Quinn. He's dead. I'm I, I, I know that I, I've never seen this. I don't know. But I'm going to bet that he's either on commentary or he's in a match. Probably. I'm just taking a guess. Or both. Yeah. It happens sometimes. So, yeah, it's true. It does happen. Now, June of 1987 is a hot period for the WWF. I've seen the MSG show from June of 87, not the Boston show. Right. But I do know that uh, they were riding high. They were riding that wave from WrestleMania 3. This is true. They were bringing in some new talent like the One Man Gang. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan had just come in. You OMG. Know? OMG, that's right. And uh, they were doing good. I mean, they were just about to bring in Ted DiBiase right around this time. Ted DiBiase. Teddy DiBiase, of course, from Mid-South. And I don't, again, I don't know what to expect on this card specifically, but I do know that because Richard picked it, we can thank him no matter what. I'm sure there's something weird on this. I'm sure there that's, is. That's why Richard picks things. Yes. So if you're on the video version, we're going to bring up the video scope. We're going to do that in three, two, one, scope. There it is. And, and, a, and nicely not in center. Yeah. Image, um, it's that, not our fault. That's how it is, <laughs> folks. We're, we're seeing the white lines like you are. That's right. And by the way, uh, this is a simulcast. So if you're on the audio version, right? And you want to watch this along with us, get the link in the episode description just, or on Twitter. Just tap it. You'll be right there. You don't even have to do anything. That's it just it. goes right to it. Yep. And you can turn the audio off and watch the video with us one way or another. This is the WWF at the Boston Garden, June 6, 1987. I love the oh, look, gritty intro. Look, it just shows Boston. <gasps> Bruno. I love this I intro, hope, Quinn. I hope there's no Bruno on this. I do. Wrestling Bruno 87. Yeah, it's great. He stinks. No, he doesn't. He's great. Um, I love that this is the original version. Thank you, Richard. Yeah. Not a, a lot WWE. of people don't see this en- this opening a lot. I know it's great. Did you see Hugo? Or like you mean Vladimir? Yeah, whatever. Maybe. How long this is? The song's amazing. Uh, this is. I. I don't think I've seen this intro actually. Yeah, because uh, a lot of the Boston rips are the they WWE twenty four seven. Yeah. Yep. This is intense. This intro, huh? This sounds like almost better than the MSG one. I kind of like it. Yeah. <laughs> ding, ding. Let's see who we got on the announced crew here. Where the Nissan logo hasn't like changed at all. I know, right? It's still that. <laughs> From Brooklyn, oh, New York. That's going to be Steve Lombardi. <gasps> Jose Estrada. Oh, okay. Now we got the lady ref. The Was it? I didn't catch it. There she Rita is. Rita Marie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Is that Steve Afi? God, no. Well, he's well, going to win. 1984 cannon people. Seriously, man. Cannon, whatever. Mel Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. First of all, Gorilla called him Greg. Yeah, bo- so Gorilla, Bobby, and Greg DeGeorge. Craig? Yeah. Whatever. Looking forward to an exciting evening. Shut up. Uh, now he's pretty new here, Craig. Yeah, Bobby's going to eat him up. Are you in pain again? 
My neck is bothering me. Still, oh, we're doing this. We're doing that. I'd like to see those X-rays. So that you know, you know what that says to me. Duke is wrestling. I hope so. <laughs> now, folks, just so you know, here is Estrada uh, with a corner whip. CV off you slowly and horribly goes. Oh my God, that was bad. <laughs> I hope um, Jose Estrada wins. <laughs> I would love it if he won. Yeah. Siva going for a Hurricane Rana. He got it. Horribly done. Yeah. Slow it. Awful. Mm. Um. So so our running joke though with Gorilla is that he never knew Craig DeGeorge's real name because every time we've ever heard him say it, it's Greg. I'm not really. I don't mind that. Oh, I don't care. I what actually confuse his name all the time. Yeah, because Gorilla calls him Greg constantly. Wait, but wait, isn't his name in real life not Craig DeGeorge? It's like something else? It's Craig Minervini, I think. Okay. But it's Craig. Oh, it is Craig. Craig. It's, it's not, not Craig. Craig. See, I thought that he's calling him his real that he no. was Greg DeGeorge, and that was a Vince thing that changed his name to Craig. Gorilla just doesn't care. Yeah. That's all it <laughs> well, is. I don't blame him. Right, it's true. So Rita Chatterson's still the referee here. I didn't realize she was still there in June of 87. Rita Marie, or what's her name? Her real name's Rita Chatterson. Okay. Um... All right, so this her is, hair is woof. So this is this is an interesting like now nowadays we have women refs all the time, right? This is normally AEW's got one, WWF's got one. Several I think, now. I think we got several, right? Yeah. yeah, there's two or three. So it's it's kind of like a 50-50 with the refs now. But this but was back the only then, one. It was like super rare, right? Until like Jacqueline did it for a little yeah. while in like 2001 or something. It's real. Really? Yeah, Jacqueline. Was she gonna do it like full time? Like was that her, or was this a gimmick? I don't know. To okay. be honest with you, I love that Jose Estrada, by the way, he's probably not far from becoming a conquistador if they're not yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, but he's still the 82, 83 Estrada. I love him. The tights and everything. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we got to see him a lot, folks. That Those of you that don't know, on the 82 and 83 canon. Now, while we have a good view here, before I forget, what do you think of the railing on the steps that uh, oh, that's at Boston Garden all the time? It's very awkward. Yeah, it's bizarre, right? Yeah, this arena doesn't look good on TV. Now, did, did you... I always thought... I always had, like, theories as to why there was a railing. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I always thought it was, like, one of those, like, building code things that you... In maybe in, in, in Massachusetts, there's some state law that you can't have stairs without a <laughs> railing or something the inspector comes around and says, yeah. you gotta get a railing on that here yeah even even though it's only like three steps they like are required to have a railing for some stupid reason that's funny yeah <laughs> like uh, someone's porch yeah someone's stoop like All the right. building inspector comes in, hey hey that does not have a railing put a railing put on him it on there yeah Estrada ramming Afi to the turnbuckle no effect there man cv Afi is not a wrestler that i like let me tell you that much He's trash <laughs> like that's that's just the way it is now <laughs> he stinks no, Estrada, though, on the other hand, great. And was C.B. Offie ever a conquistador? No. Uh, that never he, happened. He was an Islander, though. Okay. In 88, remember? Right. For like one day or something. Mm -hmm. He got the tattoos, and then they said, you have to leave now. <laughs> he stunk. <laughs> Off the ropes. Sunset flip by nicely sold by Estrada. Oh, I poke. Ooh. You know what's beautiful about the conquistadors gimmick? Everything. They should have just, just kept it forever, because... Literally anybody that you're not using, you can just do it because it's it's a full body suit and mask. Yeah, there's literally no way to tell. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's not Mare by Estrada into a chin lock because this is a house show. Mm -hmm. Let's see the announcers. Right? If that's well, it could be. Anytime you put your arm or hands around somebody's neck, that can be a chokehold. Or if you should use a... Is Bobby this high? <laughs> you hear it? Okay. So it's neck. not that. It's just, to me, this is a weird era for the re for Bobby um, being on commentary because we're pre-Gorilla just being like, you suck, Blaine! Yeah, true, like, true. Get out of here! Like, it's not that <laughs> it's yet. It's not that yet. And, and But at the same time, he's like a heel, but yeah. he's also like trying to like, well, it's commentary, like, so he doesn't play it up. Good like, it's point. It's so strange, like, 87 for Bobby on commentary. Yeah, because he wasn't a regular yet, except Challenge. 
challenge a little bit. Right, yeah. Just challenge. But I wonder if this is um, part of a day-night matinee. You know, I mean, you know, like they used to do a matinee and then a show in Philly why, why or the Garden. Getting, why we're getting boring chants in the opener. Well, that's because of the people in the ring and the headlock in the ring. But, I mean, the announcers might have been pulling double duty in some of these wrestlers. I don't know that. You know what I can never get about chanting boring in the opener? Now, the, of a house show specifically. Now, I, I'm a big proponent on a television show that you don't waste my time and you go quick, and that's when you deserve the boring, right? <laughs> However, in a house show, specifically like these, like, when they start midday, you know, mid-afternoon or whatever, yeah. they're clearly, like, stalling so people can get in the arena. Oh, yeah, that's why they usually go 10, 15 minutes. Right. 100%, yeah. How do these crowds that are at, like, a lot of these people come to, like, all of them because it's still back in the day when it, it's, like, very easy to obtain tickets True. to the local wrestling show, right? True, yeah. Yeah, How do walk they not, up traffic. Like, no. I don't know. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like they, they fig- haven't they figured it out by now that the opening match is always long and boring? Yes. Yeah. Probably. You know, Quinn, this actually, I'm thinking about this now. When you upload this, we've we've gotten... Uh, WWF shows at MSG on YouTube from 87. You might want to give this a shot on YouTube, actually. Maybe. We'll see. Because we've or gotten MSG. Some, or there's one thing on this where they're like, yeah. screw you. And like, it's like just this one piece. It's possible. Yeah. Give it a shot, though. You know what? You might be watching this on YouTube, Lucky You. Maybe you will. And if not, thanks for being here on our secret Vimeo channel. No. Anyway, another chin lock here by Estrada. But he's working it. See, he's working it. <laughs> Very chin. Bobby's doing dishes jokes. Yep. Official in there right what does now. that mean? I don't Talking know. Rita. I think I'm you not. just saw her. She did I put her hand under you. She did, in fact. Yeah, I don't right like there. that. <laughs> I don't like it, Bobby. He's a heel. Not yeah. supposed to. But those, are the, those are the things that Bobby... Sometimes Bobby says things that do age poorly, and those are some of them. Like all, all the dishes jokes are just... They're, they're the worst. Well, they're very... Um, it's very stand-up comedy from the 70s and 80s yes, humor. It's, 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 That's all as, that is. It's, it's the same. That has turned into when we say that King was whipping out the 1970s joke book. Yes. Like, that has turned into the 1980s joke book. But that was like, considered just, like, from the 50s until, like, the 80s. Yeah. That was that was humor. Right. That was I know. part of the dishes humor. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Right now. Could we with this? Yeah. If you're on the audio only, you're missing nothing except uh, Stevie's floral underpants. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> the diving punch by Estrada yeah. just to like to do something. Now Panasonic really big here on the on the top. Very you know, proudly. Panasonic TV, Panasonic Panavision. It just says a lot of Panasonic up there. Got a lot of pans. Yeah. I did not know Rita was still here. I really didn't. I thought she goes into like eighty eight. Does she really? I don't think so. How long? <laughs> when did she start? 86? I don't know. Why is Bobby slurring? Let, let him wake up. Is he drunk? Maybe. Did he have dental work? I may buy this building. Corner whip by Estrada. CV moves out of the way on the charge. I wonder how profitable it is to own an arena. Like, is it like got so much overhead to maintain that it like doesn't really make much? <laughs> I think it depends on what the arena is and yeah. where. I mean, if it's in Poughkeepsie, right? Yeah. Andrew Rogers and Gabriel Rolone, not good. It's like, it's arenas are gen- even small arenas are big buildings, right? That, that you have to clean up and like take care of and stuff. But, you need to pay people to do that. But at the same that. time, you have multiple rent sources because you got the vendors and the whoever's running the venue and all this. Yeah, people pay you to run the yeah. show in there. I, I wonder if it just biofie. balances like you just make very little profit at the end of the day. I have no idea. Mm. 
I couldn't tell hey, you that. Anybody who owns an arena, yeah, um, if you're please, an arena owner, please uh, sound off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Head up by Offie. Turnbuckle by CV. <laughs> I was really hoping that was it because I just don't care about this match. I don't either. Estrada with a kick out. Yeah. Corner whip by CV coming up here off the ropes. Clothesline, nicely done. He's got to do Alfie. his fake super fly splash or whatever. <laughs> Remember when they first introduced him somewhere and they everyone booed him? Cause yeah, because they're like, who the hell is this? Fink was like, Superfly! CV, Avi! Yeah, yeah, people are like, no. It was this, great. This isn't acceptable. <laughs> that was like, awesome. When does he first show up? Because we're in the 84 canon on the other show. Uh, 85, I think. 85? Oh, no, 86? It's I don't coming remember. soon, isn't it? Well, not soon. No, thankfully no. not soon. Headbutt by Avi. What a terrible thing overall. <laughs> like, like, I... Sometimes I think about it, and I'm just like, well, what were they thinking? What were they thinking? It's like a... It, oh, that looked dangerous. Gut wrench almost botched it. Almost broke his neck. Reverse under the leg between suplex. <laughs> I like that Estrada just won't lose. Why can't Siviafi wear wrist tape? Wear wrist. Like if he, he doesn't look, want to. It looks off. Well, you I mean, would tell him. Well, if he's supposed to be like Superfly, just at least look like him. Yeah, just don't act like him. Yeah. God, he's just... Everything about him is, like, horrible. Very cheap. Very yeah. imitation. Why is he slipping all over the floor? Have you noticed this the whole match? <laughs> Maybe the ring is slippery. He's not wearing shoes. I know, but... See? <laughs> Corner whip by Stroud off the ropes. Duck under. The other thing is he's, like... Oh, bullshit. What? <laughs> wow. Jose Estrada won! What a big loser. Can't <laughs> <laughs> oh. beat Jose Estrada. Oh, that's great. Mel Phillips, of course, next to the... Well, I know why Richard picked this. Yeah. <laughs> what if that's the only reason why? Yeah, just that only. That made my day, folks. <laughs> I love it. He won. He won clean. <laughs> he didn't even cheat. Did yeah. he? he didn't hook the tights, did he? No, I don't think so. Even if he did, who gives a shit? Well, you got to do what you got to do, that's right? right? Let's see. I don't think he did, though. I think he just hooked him. Let's see. Crossbody by Offie. But look at the momentum here. Rolled over. Okay, he's no not tights. hooking any tights. He didn't hook the tights. leg. Uh, he's just a veteran. He just knows what he's doing out there. See, the Bobby count, knows. The, legs hook. the man's a winner. That's right, Bob. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll be back. <laughs> Gorilla, absolutely. Oh, there's, God. There's nothing to, like, comment on that he cheated or anything. No. What do we got here? Claudie's a little weird. The beta max or the, whatever. The camera's in the right. Uh, oh, the shit. connection. Please be against the Islanders. Is, is Gorilla going to call him k and <laughs> oh, I hope so. Or is, yes. that still, is that only a one-time thing that he calls him that? He always calls him that. The k and M connection! Is this how he pronounces k and M? Yes, like, correct. He, say, he thinks he's saying k and M. He's the not... k and M. Yeah. yeah. This team's great. They're over. They're getting booed, too. Well, maybe they're fighting the hearts. Right. Listen to the boos. This is demolition. With the, like, crappy music. Yeah, the Jimmy Hart demo. Yeah. Wow. Oh, they already got Fuji. It's not Johnny V. Yeah, they got Fuji in April, I think it was. Good. I know. Mr. Fuji is so much better than Johnny V. Much better. For anyone that doesn't know, mm -hmm. they had a... What's taking so long? I don't know. They there had we go. a... Um, Greg DeGeorge. Greg. 
This will never call him this name. <laughs> Fuji with the face paint. Uh, Demolition used occasionally the Jimmy Hart demo of the uh, song that Rick Derringer would re later record vocals for. Right, before they settled on. Yeah. This is We're still in the early phases here. Very early. Yeah. Sounds shitty. Yeah. That sounds crap. Is that even it? Or is it something else? <laughs> it's just, it, to me, it just sounds like generic. Like it's like whatever. Is this a rare theme, Quinn? <sighs> Who cares? Like I, I don't, I don't, I'm this rare theme stuff, Joe. Sorry, I don't like it. Freddie Sparta looks to be the referee here. This is gonna be a squash, isn't it? Because they want to push them. Oh, the K and M's ain't getting squashed. Not, in, not in June of '87. No way. No way. Yeah, but I thought Demolition's getting the monster, like, they're big monsters, blah, blah, blah. Like. Not in the summer of 87 yet. Hmm. Remember, because they're not on anything forever. Yeah, but I thought the on the house shoe circuit, they were, like, doing that. I don't know that that really started in earnest yet. Hmm. I think the main thing is that now that they have Fuji, they're at least more legitimate. Now, I, are we going to get Rex here? Is this, is no, this the real one? no Rex. He's way gone. Okay, good. It's smashed. I'm just making sure. Very Darso, yeah. yeah. Their face paint might be odd because it's still 87. Remember yeah, they I know the face paint was weird. Like, it might be green or something. Yeah, purple. And like, stupid. Something stupid. Glyphs. Yeah, glyphs. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, we're both messing up today. That's right. And you can hear us mess up on the audio-only version, too. Stupid. Stupid. That, see, glyphs and stupid. That'll come out of this. <laughs> yeah, their face paint sucks. Like, Axe has the, like, poop face paint. <laughs> Smash is almost Smash normal. hasn't grown his hair in yet. I know. It's still, like, yeah, slowly like coming in. Crusher Khrushchev, like, yep. Whoa. like, evolving. There it is. That's yeah. a nice look, so. Now, now, now <laughs> Smash has, like, the Canadian face paint. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the maple leaf, like, yeah, maple alternate two, edition. Two maple leaves smashed together. Well, that's why his name is Smash. Yeah, Smash, you say? Smash. No. K&M Kineshin. 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 Yeah, we're just saying everything wrong. I don't what, give a what, shit. What, Bobby Slurn is words. We're, <laughs> we're messing everything up. Greg DeGeorge is there. Yeah. Greg. Greg. The Islanders fit into that category as well. Well, they're number one as far as I'm concerned. The Islanders are very good. Yeah. Maybe oh, they right. interfere or something. I don't know. I've never seen this, so I, I wouldn't we'll know. See. So we got uh, Tom Zank and I believe that's Smash. Yes, it is. The Zinkster. The Zink Man. Yeah. I, they should shorten that to the Z-Man, maybe. Yeah, eventually. Tie up here and Smash with Zank on the ropes. Fuji waving his cane. Why did people ever think Tom Zink would ever be a thing? <laughs> like, he's generic. Got a good, uh, um, look, feel. I don't even know if he does have that great of a look. I mean, he, I get, yeah, he's got a good physique. He's in good no shape. No offense, definitely. Rick Martel's just the better version of him in general. Rick Martel is so fucking good. Yeah. He as really a face, is. As a face, too. Tom Zank is generic. He's like a Jim Powers no, type. Paul Roma is better than Tom Zank. Fucking right he is. Yeah. I I still can't believe how, like, that power and glory really, like, won me over. I didn't think that would happen. I know. They're, they're, they're very good. They're, they suffer from the stigma of, like, involving Paul Roma, so that must mean automatically bad. But yeah, if you but look at him, he's a that's good wrestler. That's revisionist history on that Four Horsemen DVD that's, like, Paul Roma is terrible. Because yeah, he, like, pissed off Ric Flair or something. They, he shouldn't. It was a bad pick for the Horsemen, let's right. be honest here. But at the same time, Paul Roma is not a bad wrestler. He's a fine. Like, he's fine. Yeah. I like him better than Jim Powers. That's true. I like him better than Tom Zank. Sunset Flip by Zank. The Z-Man. Only gets two. Yep. Never forget. Smash back up and close on his duck by the Z-Man. Another one ducked. Mm -hmm. Smash Frustrated is going to tag in his uh, his partner, X. This girl. <laughs> Hopefully Axe's eyes are open on this one. Yeah, he needs to be able to see as the sound takes a complete dump here. <laughs> oh, the bite uh, or whatever. 
Sometimes people uh, they have bad old tapes, <laughs> mate, and I can't fix them. I'm not the audio wizard that you are. Now, Richard probably like, what? You, you know why he recommended this? Because he probably recently found it and it was probably on, he needed to enter it in on History of WWE. No! <laughs> no, I forget why this one came up. It, Richard, you know, for these, you should actually, like the ones that you that are new, you should, um, you should, uh, send them over in their original form. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Shove that, off That there. way you get them featured, right? It's featured. Yeah. Nice monkey flip there by someone now, with a mullet. one-footed monkey flip by one of them. Yeah, I saw that. That was yeah. odd. It's like somebody messed up, I think. That's Ricky Martell in there now, right? Ricky Dicky Martell. Tricky Dicky Martell. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Nixon. Nixon. Yeah. Not a crook. All right, can we get Axe in here? This match is kind of boring, huh? It is, isn't it? Yeah, nothing's like happening. And I like all four. Well, no, I don't. I like all three guys in there and Tom Zink. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Eade is another one that, man, I never realized how good he was until we started doing this that, show. That mass superstar thing in 83 was like very under the radar. I didn't realize how good it was. Very good, and I guarantee you that's not his best work. I'm sure his best work is in Georgia. Right. As Mass Superstar, but still, even in WWF, it's good. He was challenging like Hogan and shit. He was. Yeah. And his promos are good, and his work is good in the ring. He's just great. Nice body slam there on Martel. Mm -hmm. True. Two veterans, man. Rick Martel, who had been wrestling since, what, the early 70s? Right, he'd been around for a bit. Forever. This, even at this point. Yeah. He's I, got, thought, I thought we said it was amazing <clears throat> that Rick Martel was around into like the mid nineties, considering like when he started. He started so early, man. Started earlier than Hogan, I think. Oh yeah, I, I believe so. Unless I'm wrong, but I think he did start in like the early seventies. <laughs> it's bizarre, right? He was AWA World Champion. Yeah, he had like a whole other career, and then he was the model. It's just crazy. You yeah. know what I mean? That I still think that shit when he came back in WCW in like '97 or something. Oh, I love that it's little like brief still, run because he could be the old like the mid '80s Rick Martel that's supposed to be good. Yes, he like, wrestled like he that. wasn't. I'm the model anymore. He and, wasn't like, slow and chin locky. Yeah, and it was very excellent. I loved that run. Yeah, I really did, and, and mainly because I just felt like happy to see him wrestling well or something. Yeah. I, could, I can't explain why I liked it so much. Well, because they put him in the mix with the, like good wrestlers in WCW because it was the TV title thing. Booker T and uh, yeah. Finley and all them. Yeah. yeah. All right. Axe in here now with a front face lock. Wiggling around. Is Martel still? I can't tell. The mullets confuse me. Yeah, it's Martel still. Yeah. Here comes Zank. I am D'Amato. Yeah, not yet. He's not. Zank, though, with a nice forearm off the ropes, cranking mm -hmm. up the arm. What is Smash doing over there? Fucking I don't with know. Sparta. His hair is growing. <laughs> flies over there. It's true. Again, don't, don't wrestle too much so your hair grows in. Like. <laughs> Fuji uh, looking on intently. Mm -hmm. Hammerlock by Axe. Mm -hmm. Let's see what the Indians are talking about. You won't like it. I'll just tell you that much. See, Brain and Gorilla are bickering a little bit. A little bit, yeah. They're doing like their primetime style bickering, yeah. though. I'm the host of the show. That whole thing. I love, I love primetime like last week. That, that was show. great. That was fun. Right. That was actually really fun, that yeah. episode. Mm -hmm. I mean, the matches were whatever, but... Just, I mean, they were primetime matches. They were primetime matches. Drop down there by Axe, is it? Yes. Oh, Mr. Fuji. He, like, blended in there. You can't even see him. Ha, ha, ha. That's why he turned sideways. He couldn't... Because it's dark. Yeah, turned, it's turned dark around. in the back, and in, in this Boston Garden, the lighting isn't very good. They don't have enough money to turn yeah. more lights on. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think they're going to do on this show, right? Do you think they're going to main event in the middle or are they going to main event at the end? Yeah, that's a good question. Because it's Boston, so it's a little different. If this is the end, if they're doing a 
matinee, which I don't know that they are, and it's the first one, mm -hmm. then I'm sure it'll be in the middle of the show, so Hogan has plenty of time to get his shit together and go to the next town. Right. Fuck everyone else, you know? Right. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there's a possibility that it could be at the end. Wasn't it mainly just MSG where they did the, the mid-card main event spot? That's what I'm saying. I think it was. This I don't might know be at the did. end. It might be at the end. How, are we sure about what the timing of this is? Like, what time it occurred? Like, are we sure that... I mean, it's not like they're outside. We can't tell if it's night out or not. Well, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure people can uh, tell us because we don't know at the moment. I will say, what what's the date on this? June 6, 87. Nice June day. Um, you got done mowing the lawn. Oh, yeah. And then you come in and watch this. Oh, yeah. In the afternoon. What a, what a great day. Yeah, right. Watch if, this and then, mow your then dinner's ready right afterwards. Come over here. Yeah. Have Dude. some lobster. Yeah. Make some dinner. Maybe some chowder. Mm-hmm. Have some stereotypes about New England. I haven't had lobster in quite a bit. Actually, Sorry. no, I had it sort of recently, but I, I, I always miss it. it. It always feels like when you eat lobster, does it not feel like it was like a hundred years ago? Then, like the next time you eat lobster, because it's just so good. You know what I mean? How to answer that? Do you like red lobster? I don't mind it. Yeah, but anyone from New England will tell us that. Right, yeah. but I'm not from New England, so right. I don't care. It's like, where can I just go get a lobster that's reasonably priced? There's some lobster. good <laughs> We have some good places, though, too. Yeah. It's not like we... That's all, That's not what we think is a good seafood place. We just... No, it exists, I, that's it, all. To me, to me, Red Lobster, what it is, is like, if you just say one day to yourself, I just really just want lobster, and with I no don't... pretenses. With no pretense, I don't feel like finding some, like, you know, lobster place where it costs, like, $40 for, like, a lobster tail. You go to Red Lobster, it's like... 15 bucks or something they right. give you a lobster tail and you're like good yeah uh, you know what I mean it's like fast food seafood yeah. same yeah. thing with Olive Garden it's still lobster it's still lobster you can't like fake that you know bet you can right how can you make fake lobster probably out of uh, other seafood like meats I think what they do at Red Lobster is they give you the baby lobsters because I always notice it's a little bit smaller than a real lobster that's what I think it is I think that's how they save the money it's Maybe. like the poundage is less or something less pound yeah what it's, is going on in this match? Nothing. Nothing. We're talking about Red Lobster. What does what this world come to? Yeah, tell, tell me if you agree with me, folks, about this, because that's the observation I noticed at Red Lobster is it's slightly smaller than if you went to, like, a fancy restaurant and got lobster. It's like, I think that's how they save the, the, save the buck. Can't wait to hear the feedback yeah. on that one, Michael. I, it's amazing. How do they get that lobster that was less than 20 bucks or whatever? How do they make it so cheap? Yeah, it's it's incredible. Here comes Zink on the apron. Sunset flip, 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 glyph. A flip, glyph. And oh, a, a tag. tag. So that pin doesn't count. No, it does not. Doink. Yep. <laughs> See, that's a spot. That's what they call that's it. That's called a spot. That's called a spot. And yeah. demolition are the bad guys. The wrestling term is heels. Yeah. Now, now, in you know, oh, it's no. funny. We were talking about small lobsters, right? Yeah, that was hilarious. Speaking of wrestlers, he, um, and lobster wrestling and lobsters, you know, Ribera. Yeah, the steakhouse. It's my understanding Japan. that that place is only popular with wrestlers because like everyone else sucks at steak. Yes, but I, I imagine that it's not really good steak either. I've heard people say it's not that good. Yeah, it's just like it's, it's just like the best that steak that you could get in Japan, which like, is surprising because they got the Kobe beef. Yeah, but I guess maybe maybe it doesn't match the Angus, the Kobe. Maybe that's maybe that's the issue, right? Maybe the Angus is slightly better than the Kobe. You think the Kobe's an inferior beef for steak? Perhaps, yes. It might be. You got Angus and you got Kobe. Those are the, the two competing um, 
beef, beef styles, styles. Yes. for steak making. Yeah, for steak making. Seems, this, like the, seems like the Angus has it has it has a beef. The Angus might have a little bit of a beef with the Kobe as a thing. Oh, a beef, if you, you know will. What I'm saying there. Now, is there an alternative um, Angus Kobe? Like, is there somebody else going around? To oh, try I'm to, sure. Try to there's get other the game here. Bovine, yeah. you know, extrapolations. Yeah. What is this? It's terrible. Like, why is Demolition not just winning? Like, I, I don't care <laughs> about not the good yet. Demolition's not that good yet. This stinks! You know what will be good, though? Ricky what? Martel's babyface comeback when he oh, yeah. gets the hot tag. Are you sure? Is, is Ricky Martel on the apron right now? I can't, I can't tell the difference between yeah. the two of them. I know, it's hard, right? From uh, this, this ceiling cam or whatever. From this vantage point? Yeah. Yeah, that's Martel. I love when he comes in and does that shit. He is one of the best hot tag guys they have during this period of time. This match is so interesting that Red Lobster and Kobe Beef are... Well, I mean, there are things we don't talk about often. Yeah. You know, we talk about certain things a lot, but not Kobe Beef and Red Lobster. Yes. And Ribera. 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 I'd like to know what that place is like. And Probably get... not very good. I mean, are we enough wrestling personalities now that we could get the coat? I don't want the coat. You will wear our Ribera coats on the show. We will not, Quinn. I mean, now that we do so much video, we got to have stuff like that, right? You know who would know, what? whether through experience or just because he knows everyone and talks to everyone? Ian Riccoboni. So, Ian, are we known at Ribera? No, not that. If it's uh, good or not. The, put us on the wall over there. I don't want to be on the wall in Ribera. <laughs> Why not? Quinn. <laughs> here it is. Oh, God. Oh, Look at him go. Big, big hot comeback here. Here we go. As we contemplate our Ribera quality. We're not going to be on the wall. <laughs> daydream. Yeah. Nice shot by Martel. Big right hands by Martel. Here comes X. <laughs> X. Yes, X. If anyone doesn't know, Gorilla called him that once. And that I would actually be my dream trip is to go to Japan. Really? Yeah, I would love to go of to Japan. Of all places, that's yeah. your dream. Okay. I'm not going to. And it's Tokyo fine. just looks really cool. I'm pretending I'm, to be surprised, but you've told yeah, me that a million yeah. times. Oh, Crossbody! Oh, it's over. They lost. Demolition lost. I told you, they're not that big a deal yet. Excuse me? What? I guess KM? Yes, K the KMs are a very cat and mouse connection over here. Like, the, they, they won? Yes, the cat and mouse connection won. Yeah. Wow. Quinn, I mean, think about that it. That was an upset for me. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it is. Because these guys were were headed towards the tag titles. I'm sure they were, but remember Zinc leaves like right after this? Something must have. The ref must have counted incorrectly or something. stop it, Bobby Heenan? Yeah. Even yeah. Bobby was asking. Well, he doesn't like them. have a clue who's the legal guys in there. Oh. Right over the top. Wait, was it not the legal man? I guess not. Oh, so that's how they're going to explain it. Bobby is slurring all like it's hog wild 96 over here, man. Just one tooth out and he's kind of like adjusting. It's like that situation. I don't know. Like he had like a tooth extracted that day. I don't think so. And you talk weird for like two days before your mouth gets used to missing KM. Greg to George. Extremely, extremely excited right, and happy say. about this victory. We are good. Let's go to Greg right now. Greg. <laughs> All right, thank you. Let's not call him Greg the whole show. He doesn't know his name. I know, oh, we're so good. I am so happy that we won this match. They are among the top And Islanders were coming for you. You know, that was great. It was so fitting. Being so the excitement and all that. Well, we can hear that indeed. You know, the demolition, I mean, uh, those guys were undefeated. They were 
you know, they're sort of the premier club right so. here. WF uh, tag team, so defeated, man. Defeated them. Man. It looks like he's so much 14. Because, yeah. You know, when that race, yeah. that uh, tag team title, yeah. and every match is so important. No, I don't. He does look like a baby. What is this? Isn't he like 30? He's not even that young. Yeah. I don't even think he's 30, Craig. I think he is here. Yeah. 29, 30. That title shot here in the WWF. And believe me, we had our hands full. And I'm we're good. Yeah, looks like that guy. <laughs> came in and <laughs> from Don Chicota. Yeah. yeah, he really looks like Don Chicota. <laughs> we asked everyone to send in the ballots to win this. Yeah. After what recently happened, you know, in the match against the Islanders, we were looking forward to it. God, neither of them can talk. Yeah, it's so it's it's a struggle. It's. I mean, that's why the and also why is Craig looking weird? Like, look at he. His <laughs> eyes keep moving around. I don't know. Like, <laughs> look at what? Is, he's so awkward. I mean, I know we were giving Mooney a little bit of shit last week, and we were even saying the you know blasphemous thing that Todd Dare might be better. But I will say this real quick. And as somebody's in there that I I won't spoil just yet. Yes, I know who it is. Yeah. Um, Mooney was a big upgrade from Craig to George. Yes. One hundred percent. Weirdly, been an upgrade from Mooney. Listen, I, the boy number two role has has evolved and Cole is like the the Ultron of, of boy number two. Cole is not boy. He hasn't been boy since like 2001, Quinn. Yeah, but he's still got the look of boy. Like he's just he's 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 if that. you if you kept the boy and then he grew up into an old boy. He's an old boy. Remember the mo there was a movie Old Boy. That was a called that was a thing. I think it's <sighs> Japanese actually. Okay. Well you should go there and watch it. Ribera. Yeah at Ribera. Put your picture on the I'm wall. I'm gonna get on the on the Ribera. You, you too. Me and you will get a co-picture so we don't need up too much wall space. You know? Co. Yeah. We need some publicity shots, you and me. We don't have any <laughs> glossy 8x11s. 8, 8, 8 like 11, not even in half. Yeah, we need some photos. We can send autographed pictures of people because yeah. we're so fucking famous. Then we could be on Ribera Sure, yes. We'll, we'll mail it over there. Okay. And be like, we host a we'll mail it to Japan. Retro Wrestling Podcast. You might want us on your wall. Yeah, sure they will. And when, we, when the time comes, we'll go. And we'll get our Ribera coats, and yeah. and we'll see the hanging of the photo. <laughs> we will. Yeah. All right. You want to go see Duke? Yeah, it's Duke, by the way. Big spoiler. <laughs> oh, good. The quality's better. I love him. Oh, and he's facing a coat version of SD Jones. This should be thrilling. You know, this is anyone's Look at game. This. He's fallen. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> so good. Wait, what? <laughs> Just didn't even get to see. They're still talking. Referee Mel Phillips. SC Jones didn't even get his coat off. <laughs> this is such a mess. I don't even know why. How did the George along with Bobby the Brain? Greg the George. Yeah. Oh, you know what I noticed, by the way? What? Gor Whoa. Well, that's uh, a weird ah. freeze frame. Gorilla is introducing the commentary team at the top of every match because they know they're using this on primetime. Oh, hell yeah. You know, so they always do that just yeah. in case. This is a horrible... Can you get rid of this? Because you know the Vimeo is going to like pick it or something. Here's yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, looks like they're making out. <laughs> Duke is dating uh, Rita. Yeah, look at that. They're going out now. <laughs> this is like a bizarre world, but SD Jones, Duke Doherty, Rita Marie in the ring. Like, what, what are we watching here? Bobby on commentary. Bobby with Greg? Yeah, with Greg and friends. And friends. I like the Duke. I you, can't believe he's not called him Craig once. He doesn't call him that ever. <laughs> he thinks his name is Greg. I'm serious. Uh, Antigua. Brain. 
So now he's from Antigua. It's officially not Boston or whatever oh, yeah. it was. Once he gets the coat, right? Yeah. Philly. Philly. <laughs> I love the Duke. <laughs> I know. He's amazing. He's doing it. He's doing the... <laughs> Got a lot of fans here in the Boston area. He does. He does. All right. Hammerlock there by SD Joan in the red tights. Now, Duke Doherty in great shape for this contest. Yeah, Rhombus. <laughs> Rhombus. <laughs> it's from Romulus, the planet from no. Star Trek. Uh, no. You, you Don't hate bring Star up. Trek. Yeah, we're not talking about You know about what? You know what's funny? I, I, I like Next Generation. I was watching Star Trek Picard, which is actually a Next Generation um, continuation. Yeah. Um, last night, and before I watched it, I said to myself, It's Star Trek time. It's Star Trek time. Yeah. That's from Turtles 3, yeah. folks. Don't uh, watch that. April says it when she's got the short hair. Yeah. <laughs> and the samurai outfit. <laughs> she does have the short hair. No, it's real. Is that oh, April? God. Is that the one? Which version of April is that? Is that is that Judith Hogue or no, who it's is Paige that? Turco from, okay. from two? Hogue is only in the first one. They look similar enough no, they to me. Don't. Hogue is better. Although so, Paige Turco is good, but is Paige Turco in anything but Turtles? Like, She's what, probably. Like, like, I've never seen her in anything. She reminds those, me, yeah, she reminds me of Mo from, from Guts. Yeah, because they're both British. Yeah. Anyway, what is Paige Turco is in a lot of um. Hammerlock on the map by SD, by the way. A lot of probably in a lot of made for team made for TV movies and shit like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Lifetime and crap like that is my guess. I'm just laughing thinking of how minor Paige Turco is. It's unfortunate because she was, you know, a good actress, a good yeah. looking lady, and yeah. you know, could have had a future there, but it's tough to stand out there, sweetheart, with all the stars coming out. It's tough when Turtles is like your big claim to fame and not even you're not even the original April. Yeah, Judith Hogue was a great April. That's true. Tremendous April. Was Judith Hogue in anything else? I have no idea. Judith Hogue. Let's see what she... IMDB her. G... I mean G... J-U-D-I-T-H. As we got a chin lock here by the Duke. Hogue. Duke, don't you think that Hercules shouldn't be cheating? Hi, I'm Bruce Pritchard. Fuck! Anyway, Chillock's still going. Hogan, I always like to read the known for this, right? Hulk Hogan. What? So it says she she's best known for playing April O'Neil on Turtles and yeah. best known. Absolutely. Right. Um however, um she was in the Disney Channel film series Halloween Town. What? From nineteen ninety eight to two thousand six. That ran that long. Um and also, Duke hanging there off but, the apron. But also, Joe. Yeah. HBO drama series Big Love from 2006 to 2011. That's something I never as watched. Well as Slingshot in by SD. Playing Tandy Hampton on the ABC musical series Nashville from 2012 to 2018. Well, I've heard of oh, that that's show. recently. Yeah. Also, Chinlock now by SD. She plays Stephanie Quinn. Oh, my my ancestor or something. Your namesake. On, on the sci-fi fantasy drama The Magicians. Okay, not bad. 2016 to 2020. She's still working. Well, good for her. She's only 54 or something. 53. She, she actually recently got married as well. Good for Judith Hogue. Now let's look at Paige Turco. Now, yeah, I want to see the 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 alternative, right? The other April. <laughs> not Megan Fox. Do you think folks. they compete for roles to this day? I yes, because they're, they're they're known mm -hmm. as the same person. Absolutely. Irish whip by SD. Oh, crisscross as, uh, hang on here, as Duke off the ropes, crisscross again, the head down by the, SD, backdrop. The Duke of Doherty here. Um, anyway, as the Duke wrestles a meaningless match. Yes. Um, Paige Churko, known for her role also as April O'Neil, best known, right? To, yep. In Turtles 2 and Turtles 3. Other notable roles include Melanie Cortland of the Cortland family in ABC's All My Children. Was she? She's Melanie 
She's in the Cortland side of, of things, right? That's, that's uh, I think, um, the, the old man. What's his name? He's Cortland. I don't know! Uh, she's also Terry Lowell in the CBS series The Agency. Okay. She also, uh, Gail Emery on American Gothic on the CBS. I'm waiting for you to say Nashville, and that, mean, that would no, mean she crossed she, over she with Hogue. Uh, here, here's here's some other appearances. Joe. Okay, yes, I'm ready. NYPD Blue. Oh, with Nicholas Turturro. Party of Five. Oh, with Jennifer Love Hewitt. No. Person of Interest. Yeah. Oh, with no one. And most recently, from 2014 to 2019, she starred as Abigail Griffin in the post-apocalyptic drama The 100. I've heard of it. I never watched it. Yep. Full Nelson. Wait. Fingers locked. Feel sorry for the Duke. Oh, oh, what happened to the Duke there? He got his feet on the ropes. Now, Judith Turco, though, has been married to Jason. Judith Turco? Judith Turco. Sorry, I'm, I'm Paige missing. Turco. Paige Turco has been married to Jason O'Mara, who's also other things. What if you said Jason Alexander and none of us knew? Yeah, it was just Jason Alexander the whole time. <laughs> Jason O'Mara was, um, he was the voice of Batman in some animated series and shit. Who the hell As well cares? as, um, on, he was on some dramas known, uh, not known, called Injustice, Life on Mars, Terra Nova, Vegas. These all sound like fucking shits. I've heard of Life on Mars. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I've heard on of that. it. Uh, nice foot by the Duke. He also Stop won the away. Irish Film and Television Award for Best Supporting Actor in The Siege of Jadotville. <laughs> I don't, well, first of all, what is that award? Second of all, what is that show? <laughs> Either way, Paige Turco also had a, had a good career, it sounds like. Is there anyone else you want to look up from Turtles? No. Raymond Sarah? Oh, uh, what about uh, Kino? We talked about him the other Ernie week. Ernie Reyes Jr.? Ernie Reyes Jr. All right, Duke on the top row. Bestie's going to throw it him off, though. It is a Duke match. It is a it, Duke the, the match. the time-honored tradition of talking about something else. Now, do you think the Duke will get the Duke, though, Quinn? Or is SD taking this uh, no. one? No, he's not being AS. What? He's not being SD Jones. Oh, boo! AS. Yeah, I told you. Ass Jones. You know the thing about Ernie Reyes Jr. is oh, his God, Wikipedia page is him wearing a turtle shirt. So. Well, he was very notable in the... He was a stunt double in the first one. Yeah. Donatello, I believe. So SD Jones just easily won. He won with the throw off the top rope. He tore it's, off the time with the top rope. It's Duke. I know, but I wanted them to win. Ernie Reyes Jr. Uh, and Surf Ninjas. Known for The Last Dragon, Red Sonia, uh, Donatello's Stuntman and Turtles, Turtles 2, Kino. Secret of the Ooze, Tur- Kino, yeah. Surf Ninjas, and yes. I, I remember that. Yeah, me too. The Rundown in 2003. He was in The Rundown? I think I remember that, right? That was a bunch of, like, I don't remember. Celebrities. I'm not... Yeah, The Rock oh. was in it. What was this filled with? A coffee Wait, maker? It's got the crappy honky-tonk music. Yeah, I hear it. The spooky version. The You're right. The honky-donky. How did you pick that up over all the heard, white noise? I heard the scary... Like, that's all I heard. I hate this song. It's scary. Yeah. Now, he's a brand new Intercontinental Champion. Had that aired yet, though? Let's see. If he doesn't have the belt. I don't belt. see the belt. I don't think it aired. What a poor imitation of Elvis. Yeah, you're right, Gorilla. Wait, see, he's not doing it. He, hang on. Bobby just said he's imitating and he's doing himself. He's being himself. He's being himself, yeah. That grease back here for what is this? Shut up, Greg. Elvis copied him, Joe. How would that be possible when Elvis started in the 50s? Honky Tonk Man's in his 30s, right? Yeah, he is. He could live in the. He lived in the 50s now. 
It's the uh-huh. 80s. Stop it. Bobby with the good point. Did Elvis ever call himself the Honky Tonk Man? Maybe maybe child Honky Tonk Man, right? He had the haircut. He invented Elvis. He had the haircut and Elvis saw it on the kid and he said, that kid has a good haircut and he copied it. How about that? Yeah, that's what happened. Who's he fighting, you think? What? Hacksaw? Oh, Coco. No, Coco? I can't make out anything that they're <sighs> saying. Horrible. I mean, I know. This isn't the best comp- quality possible, I'm sure, but woof. Now, was this one on Betamax, Richard? This looks like it was on a fucking reel-to-reel that yeah. somebody stepped on and then ran through <laughs> a fucking scanner. No, now, Coco's got the good music, though. What? <laughs> it's so good. Maybe this at least this is better than pile driver. Uh, sometimes uh, it's terrible. Like pile it's awful. It's not a good song. The wah music is very good. That in the, the Birdman's in town. Those are the two good Coco themes. Birdman's in town. Yeah. Bird, bird, bird. Yeah. Well, anyway, this will be uh six, seven minutes. Now this is this and is, Honky will win. This is prime era when Coco did the Ghostbuster, right? To win matches. <laughs> yes, this is when he did the. So you like called, that finisher? I just like the name. Yeah, it's a brain buster. Yeah. Isn't it? It's like a front suplex. Yeah. I can't remember. The Ghostbuster. It's a good name. I don't know why it's what called you, that. What but... do you think of Ghostbusters in general? Did you? Were you a fan when you were a kid? Yeah, I mean, I like Ghostbusters. It's... They were one of my favorites. I know. Actually, like, I had the figures and everything. I mean, I mainly remember being a kid and, like, Slimer was still a thing. Yeah. Like, it carried over. Because when did the second one come out? 88? No. The second one? It's, second it's one. like 90. No. Something like that. Ghostbusters 2? Wasn't no, no way. Five years, yeah. I think I remember thinking it was weird that it was ninety. Was it really? Yeah, I could have sworn it was like eighty-eight. I think it took five years to make a second one. Hey, nice shot of Frankie there, looking around. What do you think he thinks? I'm a bird. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what he thinks. Oh, bird's eye view. Fuck. Hell in his beak. Ghostbusters two. Well, I was close. 89? June, June 16th, 1989. 89. Okay, so we, we were both a year off. Yeah. Um, so when I was a kid growing up, I remember the Slimer was like a whole thing, you know, and mm-hmm. because of the Ecto Cooler also and all that. Yeah, Ecto Cooler went on way too long. Yeah, and then there was the show. Remember there was like the... Remember there were two Ghostbusters? The, re- the real Ghost. The real one, yeah. Which was the one that um, Dave Coulier was on? No, well... So there's Ghostbusters is like a completely different that, show. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's right. So okay, the, it's not like the Ghost. The, the real, real Ghostbusters. The reason was they the, called that is because there of the was other one. show. Yeah. Right. That's right. But it was unrelated. Yeah, it's, it has nothing to do. Oh, okay. It's like a '70s like Hanna Barbera style Ugh. cartoon. It's terrible. That's my least favorite yeah. out of the big animation places is Hanna Barbera. I think it is. What, they it, can suck it. The the other Ghostbusters Warner are Warner Brothers all the way. Hold on, Ghostbusters. What is, I just want to see what the other. I remember the other one looked dumpy. You know, Yogi Bear. Did you ever find Yogi Bear funny? Yeah, he's all right. Hmm. You're not no, I'm, I'm trying to find the Ghostbusters. <laughs> the, I, 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 right, can only, I can only take so many requests. Yeah, here. you're right, Quinn. I'm sorry. Um, I'll call the match in the meantime while you look this up. The Ghostbusters. Yes. On CBS in 1975. You know when you talk about the Ghostbusters, I thought I could have started that. I think this isn't Hanna-Barbera. It's just some other shit. So I take it back because somebody will get mad it's that I said Hanna-Barbera. People <sighs> care about that, Joe. You're, yeah, I know. I mean, God forbid you misspeak How when you're doing a spontaneous show. How many Ghostbusters were there? There's a Ghostbusters comics? Yeah. Oh, this is real Ghostbusters. Okay, good. Remember Dave Coulier is on the real Ghostbusters, though? I think he took over for Lorenzo Music or vice Who versa. Who did he play? I don't remember. Uh, the, uh, uh, 
Fuck. Which, which... Uh, Dave Coulier. I see it. Season three. And who did he... You replaced he Lorenzo Music, I think, right? Oh, wait, here. Voice cast. Uh, no, he did Vankman. Vankman. Yeah, yep, okay. Yep, yep, yep. There you Lorenzo go. Lorenzo Music was the first two seasons. You know who Lorenzo Music is? No. The voice he... of Garfield from oh, okay. Garfield and ma- Friends. That makes sense. Odie. Yeah. Fuck you, Odie. <laughs> did you like Garfield and Friends? I, I yeah. kind of did, actually. Yeah, was, I love Garfield right. and Friends. You know what I didn't like, though, is the fucking U.S. Acres. The, the pig and the... U.S. Acres? Remember on the Garfield and Friends cartoon, right? They would mm-hmm. have two Garfields. Oh, and there was like another thing. In between, thing. there was the farm one. I didn't even really pay attention with to that. Roy yeah. and the duck. Yeah, that's no good. And there was the other comic strip that Jim Davis did. Uh, Honky just bailing out like a chicken shit healer. I'm not going to lie. I don't like Coco Stice today. This neon They look green. like Ecto Cooler. Yeah, it looks like Ecto Cooler. I'll get some of that Ecto Cooler. I miss Ecto Cooler. I used to drink that shit all the time. That's a hot take. Everyone did. And yeah. <laughs> Remember when that was a thing? But you know what I specifically miss it in? I swear it tasted different. Because uh, I, I noticed this a lot. If something's in a different container, it tastes slightly different. Well, you do that with a Coke, right? Bottle right. versus can. Yeah. Um, when Ecto Cooler was in that, that can, you had to like get the triangle thing and open it up with. It tasted better for some reason. Oh, the big old can where you had to do a double hole with the triangles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a small hole on one side. Uh-huh. And it, yeah. Folks, you don't know this, but in 2013, uh, we decided we were going to have a 90s party for Quinn's 27th mm-hmm. birthday. And this was beautiful dropkick by Coco. Yeah. This was uh, a Honky big deal to me. losing this, by no, the way. No, he's winning. Quinn and I, we lived together with a bunch of other people. And uh, I said, you know what? I'm going to go all out here. And I went on and I bought a lot of these vintage posters. What a vintage video camera to film the whole thing. I did. I still have it. It's over there. And um, Did you ever transfer that to digital? So we didn't lose that. I don't know where the tape is. Oh no! I know. If I find the tape ever, yeah, you need that to, like, is getting you, uploaded. You, it's need to, getting, you need to digitize yes. that thing. We uh, filmed it, and it looked like a '90s house party. And we had everyone come '90s. We were playing regular Nintendo and no, Super Nintendo you know hooked the funny, up. The funny part about filming a, a house party in 2000, but '90s. You hear all the mundane conversation yeah. and people doing dumb shit. I love it. Like, it's like not, all the conversations seem terrible. I like love you it. Because they're not scripted. I love it. They're just people saying shit that you say to people when I, you're just hanging around doing I nothing. I don't know where that tape is. Yeah. And anyway. Doing imitations. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's all like, that's why I'm always like cringing because I'm I like, it's it. just regular conversation. It's great, right? Yeah. So, point I'm trying to make though, is one of the things I did is I went out. And I had to look up, uh, how do you make Ecto Cooler, right? And I forget where I found it. I don't know if it was from X Entertainment or I had to like... <laughs> I, there were so many different things. There's an Ecto Cooler recipe. And I found the, the way to make the Ecto Cooler as close as possible that you possibly could to the original at that time, right? Even down to the amount of food coloring and the different types of Kool-Aid. I had to drive to fucking Somerset to get the specific Kool-Aid you flavor. Did that? Of course you did. Of course that, I did. That's something you would do. Joe Murata. Because you were also interested in the 90s aspect, not just the party. Yes, correct. That, that is part of it, I know. Oh, yeah. Because you, you would not, like, if there wasn't a... It like, needed to be authentic. Yeah, it needed to be authentic. Exactly. And, um... But the, the twist was we made it alcoholic Ecto Cooler, which was right. the best. I forget what I put well, in it. Well, that's easy. You just add some booze to the end of it, or something. Right? Yeah. yeah. I put something in it to make it alcohol. And, um, man, that was one of my favorite parties that we've ever had anywhere. Now, I don't remember. When you made the Ecto Cooler, did you make it the green version or did yeah. you make it the, the orange? Because it was green, <laughs> I green, rem- green. So, as a kid, I remember, I swear, 
that 90% of Ecto Cooler's existence, it was orange. It for was, some stupid reason. It was, uh, hang on. Oh, thank you, big cooker. Trying to get something started between Jimmy me and Bobby the Brain. He's a hand in friendship. They're, they're trying to turn, turn, on, turn on each other. Yeah. You did call him a weasel. Oh, yeah. You called him a weasel. Take a hike. <laughs> Take no. a hike. What a but, in, but anyway, I would I would listen to more of this, folks, but the audio quality is it's so bad. Awful. It's That's crap. why we're not. But um, I remember the like match said, isn't good, by the way. Am I am I wrong to remember that Ecto Cooler wasn't green for most of its existence? I don't know if it was most, but I know by the mid '90s uh, they switched it to the clearish, like orangey. Yeah, I can never understand. It still had Slimer on the cover, but it yes. was orange. Like, they it was, changed it. It was weird, and it was yeah. like a really crappy old drawing of Slimer that they never updated. Then eventually they had imitation Slimer when they didn't have the Ghostbusters license anymore. Yeah. They just had this green blob thing <laughs> on there <laughs> until like a one or some shit like that. It's real. It, it was just bizarre that they tried to keep it going, and it's like 2002 or it something. Amazing. It's like, we were in high school. Yeah, I'm like, why does this still exist? Why is this still a drink? Yeah. Um... But anyway, that was a great party, and yeah. also on that tape, which is the problem here, is me filming around on Christmas of 13, which your birthday's in May, right? Yeah. You're watching, you're sitting there eating Chinese food, and like people are just fucking around. It's like the day or two before Christmas. It's Yeah, it's that where you're like... You're just dicking around. Like, everyone's just dicking around, and yep. we lived in a house, we had multiple roommates, so yep. you're like going, everyone's doing their own around. thing. Yep. Like, yeah. And then... The following year, for Quinn's 28th birthday, we had an 80s movies theme party. Remember, you were Marty McFly? Yeah. And uh, I was Ferris Bueller, and mm -hmm. my wife was um, Sloan, right? Is that her name in Ferris I think Bueller? So. Yeah. Sloan. And everyone was a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it was great. And I also filmed that. And again, it's all on the same tape, and I don't know where it is. You know, it was a funny costume that somebody wore. What? That was an 80s party. What? But instead, oh, two, yeah. two girls came up dressed like they were in their 80s. And they were good at it. They, they, and they were in character the whole time. Yeah, it they was never, really... They never went out of the old lady character the whole party. And it was like, this was like a, you know, five, six hour party. Yeah. Because we used to drink, baby. And we, we kept asking, like, are you going to like... And they wouldn't... They never left they the never, character. They never dropped character. I think uh, that's on the tape that I can't yeah. find... I really need to find this tape, and I need to preserve it, and I need to share it with the world. Excerpts. Yes. Excerpts. It'll be, it'll be fun. Anyway, it was as, good. A, as a, a nerve oh, hold of some kind here by Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> I know, right? Really, really, like, making us want to call the moves here. This is the thing. I mean, the quality's bad, and the match quality is bad, and all of this is bad, so I really don't want to call this, you know? Very sus of these house shows when, when you say that they're going to come up. Like you just use sus. Yeah, suspect. Just, it's short for suspect. I know what yeah. it means? Sus. You ever hear it? In music, it's short for suspended chord. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, sus. Very, sus. Very sus. You know, sus is a word. S u s s. It means to you know kind of extrapolate. You know, I Sus something out. Find something out. The people have changed it though. That's correct. They don't want to type suspect on the internet. It's hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, cooking with a forearm. Both men down here. You never realize until the internet came along what stuff is, like, annoying to type that people have just shortened. Like Rougeau? Yeah, Rougeau sucks. That's a nightmare when you're trying to type fast. I literally just, I have, I, I, do it now, I have given up on typing that, spelling that correctly, ever. Oh, I, I, I know. I, have you noticed on my notes, I just, yes. whatever, what, have you noticed it's different, like, every time? Like, yes. it's just, like, whatever, whatever works at that point. At one point, you were just like, you know, I'm calling him Mountie. Yeah. Oh, shake, rattle, and roll. Oh, um, he's, is he gonna do, do it? And roll! Now we're 
going to get to see the whole thing, I think. Whoa, Nicely done. Yeah. No Ghostbuster in this match. Sorry. I get all excited about Ecto Cooler and shit, and he didn't even do it. Did they shoo Craig out of there? Good. <laughs> not really contributing anything. He's not. Ah! Oh, great. Bobby, you stink. Why does Mel Phillips have a double mic? Did you notice this? I don't want to know. Yeah, that's odd. Maybe one's going to the crowd, one's going to the truck. Maybe they have, like, a problem with the audio. I don't, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> of course. Of course. Please, no. I know you want to hear that. It's all right. Honky Tonk Mama. Not going to hear no nightmare music. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the song. He's actually more cut in this for some reason. I don't know why. Do you notice? Like, cut like Monterey Jack cheese, Quinn. No, it's like his his upper body is like more built. I don't. Is he on more steroids today or something? Can somebody tell me? Yeah. What? Can somebody I don't know. tell me he just looks better I, for some he reason. He looks okay. I like that Jimmy's not even bothering yet with the matching outfits or well, anything. Like, I mean, Honky hasn't won a title yet. so Technically. Yeah. I mean, he won it in real life, but it yeah. hasn't aired. He's not committed yet. No. He won it uh, June 2nd, I think it was, a few days before this. Dare let them see a Jimmy Hart. Don't you <laughs> ever let them see a Jimmy Hart? Yeah. It's still one of the best moments ever. Sure is, Michael. It's coming up. Oh, oh thank God. The quality's better. Mm -hmm. Who's the, who are these people? I don't want to know. Oh that's God, Tiger. no! That's Brad Reingans. Is that Tiger with shoes on? Yeah, that's odd. Mel Phillips that's is odd. upset about that. Dude, Brad Reingans is in WF. You've seen him before, remember? They picked him up. Yeah. Is this just to fuck with Vern? Yeah. Ugh. Oh. Brad Reingans. <laughs> Welcome to primetime wrestling. George and Bobby the Brain Eagle. Craig said his own name, probably because he didn't want Gorilla to fuck it up again. Why is uh, Tiger wearing boots? Again, yeah, that, why is Brad Ryan gets here? The problem here is that we saw this match. I know you don't remember it, but that's not I your job never, to remember this. I would never remember this one, match. One of those MSG shows we did from 87, I'm almost positive this was on it. <laughs> like, September of 87 or some shit. Do you think, um... Tiger Chun Li had some foot issues here, and he had to wear boots. Now. Maybe his feet were cold. Yeah, it is Boston. It's colder than here. It's true. The Great White North. That's of, Canada of the United States. All right. There you go. Yeah. I, I'm coining that. No, don't. The United States Great White North. I don't. Please don't. Because it's a uh, snowy White North. You know. Yeah, I mean, is it? It's a bit snow. I feel like the Great Lakes. Mm -hmm. area is more snowy, like Rochester and Buffalo mm -hmm. and Tatanka. Is it uh, is it pretty snowy in uh, New Hampshire? I, I imagine it accumulates there. Yeah. I hate this match. I don't want to see this okay. match at all. It stinks. You know, forever I thought... Body slammed by Brad Ryan. who's the boss that they lived more north than Connecticut for some the reason. the intro with all the leaves. Yeah, I thought it, it was like, like... Vermont or something, right? Yeah, I thought right? it was Vermont. And then, like, when I watched... When I straight through watched seasons one and two, I was like, they very much emphasize that it's Connecticut. Yeah, like, where in Connecticut? Bridgeport or something? Or Westport or so Greenwich? Got, so here's the thing, is it's gotta be... Dominoes. Like, it's gotta be close enough to New York that they can just drive there like instantly because Angela works in New York. Plus, Tony will randomly in episodes go to New York to visit Mrs. whatever her name is. The, 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 his like surrogate mother. Like, yeah, I don't remember. Is that Why don't you look it up? Uh, Mrs. Cacciatore. Yeah, Mrs. Cacciatore. <laughs> Why don't you look it up and see well, where what, it takes what, place? 
Okay. Where yeah. in Connecticut? Dug under by Brad. Off the ropes. High crossbody. Maybe that'll do it. Ah, only a two for Brad. Side headlock takeover by Brad Rangans here on the mat. I know I've talked on this show about how much I love this show. Yes. Fairfield, Connecticut. Fairfield. Yeah. Okay. Not Fairfield, New Jersey. Now, where is Fairfield, Connecticut in relation uh, to New York City? Northeast of it. Mm, it usually says on Wikipedia if it's close. It's just, it's probably 40 minutes. Why don't you... It's on the Gold Coast of Connecticut, which I guess means the rich people area. Mm. Why don't you look it up? Yeah, I'm looking. Fairfield to New York City. Nice oh, back true. suplex by Tiger. Google Maps is a useful tool for that. It's new. Google Maps. Both men recovering now. Tiger up first. And if you're into this match, folks, you're alone. You're the only one. All right, Tiger going for a pull of the tights and a forearm to the back there. Referee didn't notice. This girl threatening Bobby. Exist? I don't know. I have nothing to talk about yet. All right, Tiger with a... God, a bear hug. This is why we talk about other things, folks, okay? I, yep. Listen. This, this is why. This is why I'm looking up how far Fairfield... Fafa, Fairfield, Fafa. Connecticut is to New York City. Fava beans. Mm-hmm. New York. New York. Let's see. Even the, the wow. director's board. Wow, it is far. Oh, really? <laughs> it's an hour and a half. Imagine oh, doing that, that to go to work every day. No. It's terrible. <laughs> That'd be I mean, terrible. Angela's supposed to be the CEO of the company, so who knows if, what, what she can use to... Uh, <laughs> Maybe they also didn't think it through when they said where it took place. Yeah. I mean, the whole point of Angela, Angela. is that she... She's the boss. But the whole point, they, they like to emphasize that she's very successful because they She could be the boss. Yeah, but th the point is, is that she's a CEO of a company, and that's supposed to be very, like, oh, like... Oh, I understand. You know, in the 80s, which is a big deal. Yes, I understand. Um, so, that's why... But the thing is, if she was the CEO of, like, a huge company in real life... Yeah. She'd live in a bigger house... And she that's went, true. You know what I mean? It's like, not that big of a house. It's right. very standard sitcom exactly. house. Exactly, and that's why I always thought it, it, it's funny when they say she's the she's the CEO of the company. It's like she's living like a mansion. Like what? The, well, like, maybe that, not all CEOs live in mansions. Head yeah. down by Brad, kicked by Tiger. Yeah, the juggling act to do this show, folks. You don't understand. You know, we misspeak sometimes, and we talk about other stuff, and we talk over things. But when you're dealing Look with Watchings and and stupid th th this Tiger Chunley with the boots version. Yeah, I and Rita Marie. This is not interesting. No, and we have to still talk about the match so people know what's going on on the audio version. We and have that's, to, and that's what you, you call the matches usually. Yeah, aren't you aren't you thankful for that? I mean, so in this situation, color involves talking about Fairfield, Connecticut. Absolutely, 100%. That's the point I'm trying to make, is yeah. that this is a, a balancing act for ever was one. This is a match. Uh, He's going for it. That was nothing. He, no, he didn't nail him with an atomic. Mm -hmm. Brad set him up, for those of you on the audio, and put him down. Not even on the knee. All right, Brad going for this a pile driver. shouldn't be wasting my time right now. It really shouldn't, and we're having integrity and not fa- What the fuck Did was that? that? Let's see. Let's get I'm going to see it again. I, I only saw like half of it. Uh, because they don't have ten points. Let's... What? Wait, is, are we having a Tiger is not cooperating moment? Maybe Tiger's like, don't pile drive me. Yeah. You fucking asshole. That was terrible. All right, oh. gut wrench. Nicely done, my friend. by the way. Do you blame them? Yeah. Please end this. 
God, this is terrible. Oh, Irish rope by Brad, reversed by Tiger. Now off I'm the taking ropes. notice because the crowd's turning on it. Yeah. Oh, come on, Tiger. Oh, that's why he didn't want the pile driver. Do a pile driver. Oh, that's my finisher. Beautiful. That's it. <laughs> Tiger wins with a tombstone pile driver. Yeah. That actually plays into something I recently heard Jim Cornette say, believe it or not. Did he say people. motherfucker? Well, I was, um, I don't know why. I was about to go to bed and I was, you know, picking, trying to pick something to fall asleep to. That's a relaxing thing. Just listen to Jim Cornette before no, you go to sleep. No, but I was looking for something on YouTube and I just saw Cornette um, gives his thoughts on uh, Austin versus Owens and I just wanted to hear it because it was only like 15 minutes. So I, I flipped it on yeah. and he said something about how um, if you notice in night one of WrestleMania, there's no table spots because Austin and KO did one, and that's how it's supposed to be done. And I'm wondering if that same mentality is being applied here. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a smart booking thing. Vince had a, a way of uh, making sure that people didn't use each other's finishers. They weren't really supposed to. Right. And he never, unless it was unavoidable, he never put tag matches back-to-back. -back, right. Things like that. Oh, God, Danny Davis. We're back to soup quality here. <laughs> Remember the soup? Remember the soup? Yeah, yeah. which was Greg Kinnear. I, I mistakenly had said... Oh, you said the wrong name. That Craig Kilborn. See, I mix up Greg and Craig. Whoops. Just, oh, like, wow. just like Gorilla does. Yeah. Anyway, Dan Davis, who's he going to fight, Tito? Probably. Something, or, right? Something uninspiring. Yeah, I don't... I'm done with this. Richard. <laughs> you Richard. know Richard. So the way... I swear sometimes, Richard... Plays jokes on us with these with these picks. He might. And the thing is, Quinn, I might have to. I might have to use a yep, pre-screen some of these. No, I might have to use the restroom, and you're gonna garth it up. Oh wow, you're really gonna do that to me? What am I gonna do? Piss on the floor? Well, how much longer is there? Uh, how, a half hour. Oh, George. Oh, George Steele. You don't want to be alone live on the air? I don't, I don't love it. All right, I'll just give myself a urinary tract infection here. Well, let's we'll see we'll see, see how bad it gets. Well, we'll see because sometimes but I'll give you a pro tip here as somebody that always has to pee. Um, this is a pro tip. Sometimes if you wait about I'd say five to six minutes, it might just pass and then you won't feel it at all. I've learned this over the years. You'd rather see me suffer <laughs> than talk to the fans for two minutes by yourself is what you're trying to tell me. We'll test it for three minutes. Three minutes? I feel like I'm talking to a kid. Yeah, what do you do? What is this? Three minutes, pal. All right, fine. Three minutes, and we'll see if it passes. Okay. All right. You want me to put a timer on? No, don't put a timer. We're just going to call the stupid match here. All right, so Danny Davis in his shirt, of course, because we have to hide his tattoos and the fact that he has a better body than some of these wrestlers. George Steele is through something. George Steele exists still. He exists still, obviously. He threw something at Bobby. I never understood why they kept going with this. Because he was, uh... Is he over enough in mm -hmm. 1987? I guess he's good if you just need someone to fill a spot and he's notable. Yeah, that's Recognizable. True. I know who he is in Boston. I mean, would you rather see him or Brad fucking Reingans? You know what I mean? Him. Yeah, him. Brad <laughs> Reingans, that was, that was an awful thing that we had to watch. Awful display. It just, you know, again, he's a very good, uh... Mm-hmm. AWA, um... Vern likes him. He's very, he exists. Vern likes yeah. him. He can do a suplex. Yeah. By the way, I Sign just him. I just before we um what? move on to different topics here, um I wanted to give Davis a, a big, out of the I ring. wanted to give a big shout out um to everyone else on the uh, boards who agreed about Judith Light being very attractive in the eighties. That um, was like a month ago. Yeah, but I just talked about who's the boss again, so I just need to give them their due. 
Judith Light. Good, right? There you go. Yeah, she was great, Quinn. Yeah. She was really, really hot. Okay? Yeah. I yeah. just saw Judith Light in something, which was weird, like new, in the in the um Bill Clinton thing, the Bill Clinton uh, American crime story thing. Lou Duva said he would, you know, yeah. hang out with her. He would yeah. train her now. Yeah. Anyway, at 72 or whatever the yeah, hell she is. I just wanted to point out, Judith Light's still working. All right. That's yeah. great. That's really good. I'm yeah. really happy for her. I'm, you know I'm what's very also proud working? of Judith Light. You know what's also working? George Steele's hair. They're doing nothing. This is literally nothing is happening, folks. It's you not be, you even... Know you know like, what? I'm going to let you go Go take your pee. Oh, you're going to a bathroom break boss? Really? Yeah, bathroom break boss, yeah. You're going to talk? Yeah. I'll, I'm you gonna, can do I'm this? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Right, and I'm going to talk about Judith Light the entire time. You're, no, I'm just kidding. Do whatever you want. Uh, volume who, is moderate. Who wants to talk about Judith Light on this podcast, right? <laughs> no. Anyway, George Steele acting all hairy here. Nothing happening in the ring. Um, <laughs> Danny Davis, I don't know why. His, like, neckline, it's very low. It looks like a women's blouse. It's bad. Now, he's lifting the bell. I don't know what that's about. They're just stalling, folks. So a little bit arguing here going on. Referee is now finally counting Danny Davis as he does nothing. And now, oh, George grabbing Danny by the hair, by the hair, and bringing him in. And now he's biting him, folks, because that is that is how it, how it goes here with George Animal. So I have never been a big fan. However, the Mr. Fuji version, where he's like under mind control, is way better. Punches here by George Steele now. Um, Danny Davis getting his ass whooped. He's, he's crawling away. He's trying to get away. And a big choke by George Steele to the amusement of the Boston crowd. And Jimmy, Jimmy is, he is scared. He is very scared. Danny Davis has bailed out of the ring, holding his neck, absolutely frightened of George the Animal over here. I would be too. George Steele is a, uh, a menace in the ring. A real menace. Jimmy saying to watch the choke to the ref. This ref does nothing. It is not good. He needs to control that a little bit better. I think Danny Davis has his underpants over his tights, which is very odd. Never understood why wrestlers do that. Ian, maybe you can explain, but uh, wearing the underpant tights over the long tights. You ever hear about this, girl? You ever wonder about this? Why would you wear your underpants style tights over your long tights? It, it looks dumb, right? Yeah. How's it going here on the Michael Quinn show? I just called the match. I didn't really... I, I, I moved to your role. But what? with no color, it just sounded awful. The the ratings were coming in. I mean, you were getting rave reviews while I was down there. Those couple. Oh, yeah. It's a live show. And oh, yeah. The, the audio Nielsen's. We're always live. I mean, remember yeah. we were talking about WrestleMania the day after it happened. It's true. We're always live. Now, Danny Davis wants a handshake, apparently. A left, uh, right-handed one, which is nice of him. You were you were calling you were calling the match. All you missed was some biting and <laughs> bailing and nonsense. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. I'm very proud of you yeah. for stepping up there. Thank you for allowing me to use my own bathroom. Right. Well, you in my know, house. Somebody's got to direct. You know the show, right? I'm a director. I don't think so. Am I in the credits for a director position? No. What am, what am I? Uh, the, your talent, remember? Talent, right, okay. Your talent. I'm not, I can't, I'm not the director. Your best boy, Quinn. The best, uh, key grip, maybe. Some kind of grip. <laughs> Some kind of grip. <laughs> George going for a well, grip here on Davis. When he, put the, the, when he put the best boy in the role of director for five minutes. Hey, it was it's fine with me, yeah. man. I mean, okay. George did not shake the hand. Who is that referee? I don't know. He's terrible, too. He hasn't been 
call in anything. By the way, what does the best boy do? Do you know? No. Really? I think he's the assistant to the key grip. He's the assistant to the key grip. Look it up. The best boy. Best boy. Jimmy Hart in the leopard what print jacket, does by it the way. Mean? It'll be on Wikipedia. The assistant. It's, not, it's even worse. The assistant to the chief electrician of a movie crew. What's the chief electrician? Um, I think he, that, I mean, chief electrician. Nothing is happening. Movie. This is just absolutely abysmal. Movie set. The gaffer. The gaffer, that's right. Okay. the chief lighting technician. <clears throat> so that he's the Oh, the gaffer is the chief lighting. Then what's the key grip? And what's the key grip? You didn't know key grip. Key grip. I never know what any of these things fucking meant. It's George Blake Davis is like. gaffer. Okay. First gaffer. Ver okay, let's see what that means. <laughs> The key, the roles of the grip, including key grip and gaffer, are often confused. However, the gaffer is the only person who touches the lighting. Oh! The key grips deal with lighting. They're not touching the lighting itself. Yeah, they, you're the key grip. They set up skeletons and rigs for the gaffer to hang the lights from. You're key grip. I'm key grip. You don't touch any of this over here. Right. I see. You just deal with it. But I'm the best boy then. No, you're the best boy, Clint. Everyone knows that. Here we bet here's all of them next to each other. It's funny that these three roles are the ones that people care about because they're the weirdest names. That's the only reason so, why. The best boy is the assistant to the grip. The grip is what they meant by the chief electrician. See, I told you the best boy was the assistant to the key grip. The the, the grip. Grip not griff. Oh no, you're so, you're right, grip. Yeah, yeah, I know grip. it's grip. Griff. Glyph. Griff, glyph. What is this? <laughs> it's awful. Why is it still going? It's like a George Skill Danny Davis match. Why does Danny Davis have like the scoop neck blouse? Yeah, what? I know. I already commented on it while you were gone. Don't worry. I'm, I didn't miss that. Well, referee's searching him for, uh, I guess, some kind of a foreign object, but and Davis says he got him and DQ him so I don't have to watch this anymore. That'd be nice. Man, the temptation to just hit that forward button a few times, but we don't do Wait, it. How much do we have left? Let me see. Um, hit, hit not the, a lot. I, I, right? We have 20, 23 minutes. 23 minutes. That, that probably just means the main event. Hopefully. Hogan Race. That I know. Harley Race. Harley Race. That'll I be guess, fun. I guess it's going on last then. Good. Mm -hmm. Please. They're going to try to squeeze one match in before that, aren't they? I don't think so, because between Hogan's entrance and exit, you know, posing, and 15 in the ring, mm. I'm sure we'll... That's it. Maybe a, a promo. I do think... King race for Hogan in the eight is is not like a great matchup, personally. Really, I think it's good. I think it's because King race is not at the same level as he was in NWA. Yeah, but still, I mean, you know, uh, yes, I mean, I agree with you. He's not. Yeah, he's he's not. But I like their uh, Saturday Night's Main Event match from '88. I like their MSG matches from '87. Well, yeah, me too, but. So it's still a good opponent for Hogan, Man, don't you think? A lot of slams here, huh? Yeah, body slam. He's just going to do it again. George going like for another body times slam. In a row. Davis is winning, though, right? It'll be some count out bullshit or something or hooking a tight. Hook, yeah, some kind of cheating. Another body slam by George. Yeah, here comes George as Davis rolls out. George Rep Animal Steel. I never know what to make of his career. He's highly successful, but on the other hand, I, I don't love him. I don't love him either. Yeah, he's, he's successful, though. You can't argue that. Yeah. I mean, I guess the hype... Oh, Davis is going to take a count-out loss, he says? Okay. I'll take that. Good. Wait, that's he, it. That was the poorest count-out loss. He just waits. <laughs> he 
Even Cal was quick, too. Yeah, it's horrible. What a horrible display. I never got what the blouse thing was back. He sometimes wears the blouse. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's V. Like, yeah. Right? You know what this match is? I just realized it. Uh, this is just to give the fans a chance to go piss and to... Like you did. <laughs> and to get some popcorn and shit before the main. Uh, speaking of popcorn, I went to the movie theater the other week, and uh, I missed that movie theater popcorn. Which one did you go to? I went to the uh, AMC. Not the dine-in, right? The regular AMC? Just some regular ass one. Over the bridge over there on yeah, Route Yeah, by one? the bridge, yeah. yeah. Went over there, um, and it'd been a bit, and I enjoyed my movie-going experience. Did um, you? You know what? You know what I still... I always forget they have. They've had this for a number of years now. Uh, they have the... Junior Mints? No, they have the Coke machine that lets you make any flavor of Coke you want. And what did you make, Quinn? Just steal Chase's Davis out of here. I think I made lime Coke. I knew it. Yeah. I knew you were going to make lime Coke. It was excellent. I know you. Yeah. Oh, no! Oh, boy. There's, there, there is more. Who is that? Lenny Poffo? Is, this, is that Iron Mike? Who is that? No. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no. no. Come on. Not Frenchie Wrestler versus Leaping Lanny. What kind of hell are we in right now? This has been a terrible house show. I knew uh, God. Uh, I'm going to read a poem, and you're going to have to see <laughs> if I can talk about the, the Brothers, Brothers Beverly. Beverly. I was just going to say, it must always go back to that. I bet this will be predictable. Why was this considered a face thing to do? They didn't know what they were doing. Wisconsin, and we know why he had to go to jail. Don't play. But now he's free and seems to have a different attitude. And Bobby Heaton's looking rather pale. That's that not a nice. Rhyme. Yeah, dude. Look at Gorilla. Look at How about you, Neck? Horrible. I, I hate this. Champion has payback on his mind, and Bobby Heenan's smile has turned to fear. Ken Matera shocked the wrestling world with what are we doing? that weasel hunting season now is here. Always back to the weasel with that. I hope Brain beats him up. Before he looks at him, yep. you notice that? Yep. With uh, Craig DeJoy. Greg. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Greg. He always oh looks at him and pauses, and you can hear it. I know. Like, it's, it's very awkward. And, I, and we saw it. We saw that. the pause this time. Anyway, this will be better. I know that much. Lock up here, another arm drag by Papa, Leap and Lanny, or as Gorilla calls him. Leap. It's going to be three minutes or something, isn't it? It better be. He's the poet laureate of the world rush. He's out of punk. Poet laureate. I hate that. Nice oh, tip nice up, though, by Lip. I don't want to see any of your men doing that. Bundy can do that. Bundy can do a kip up. Why is Frenchie Martin still wrestling? Not still. In WWF, you mean, or in general? In, in, at this like, why is he a wrestler? Yeah. Doesn't he wear a monocle and manage people? Not yet. Hmm. You know what I do think is funny? They're making Twinkie jokes about King Kong Bundy, by the way. But you know, you know what I think is funny about Frenchie? <laughs> Specifically WrestleMania for the fact that he's in the serious opening with the monocle. monocle. I, I'm like, why is that in there? He's got to see. Yeah, but why is he included in like all this? Like, oh, the wrestlers are getting ready in Frenchie Martin. Like, he's well, a, he, he's getting ready, Quinn. <laughs> 
program. I'm out here trying to enlighten the humanoids on the proper aspects of Please. professional wrestling. I have to take a few from Robin over here. We're here to do a number of requests. He probably doesn't know his name either. And then this punk has the audacity. He's still going on about that. Snapmare. Because there's nothing better to talk about. Frenchy Martin's in, in control. With a nerve hold. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, boring. boring. Boston doesn't fuck around, at least. We know that. I would be pissed off if I was at this. This has been a terrible house show. Terrible. One of the worst ones I've ever seen. And this is a short one, too. I don't know if stuff's cut or if it was literally a short show. Maybe they were like, this sucks. We got to get out of here. <laughs> I have subscapularis, yeah. Mm -hmm. Ow! hands to yourself. Veal scalatini. By the way, how long did, um... What? How long did Bobby have the, the neck thing? I want to say it was like four or five months. Wasn't it like way too long? I, actually, isn't that six like... Six months. With a real neck injury, isn't that... Wouldn't it take about six months for it to heal? I don't... I don't know. Like, actually, I have I, no I, idea. I said it was like a year, so it seemed that, like, that's why it seemed ridiculous. I want to think he had it like six or so months, six, seven months, but I could be wrong. Yeah, um, because I would think in real life, if, you know, you broke your neck, it would take like six to 12 months to heal. Well, he did have a real broken neck from 83. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm assuming Big E's going to need a neck brace for quite a long time, for quite, like, you know, six to 12 months. I'm not the. I'm just saying. So Bobby's not uh, making it last too long here. I don't know how long uh, people wear neck braces, folks. If you do, please write to us, OVP Podcast, Ogden, Utah, care of neck brace duration. By the way, I, 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 Biggie's such a good guy because I, yes. I really appreciated, like, he was like, he, he was make, making sure everyone thought he, he didn't want anyone to worry. Yeah, I, and the first what, thing, what he, a guy. What a, what a nice man, right? Yes. Like, yes. Like, like he didn't have to do that. It's it's his personal health. Like and he you know the didn't fact want that people he, to worry. He got on in in the mid like while he was like still he wasn't even checked out of the hospital. He's I'm fine. I'm gonna be okay. They say I gotta be out for a bit, but you know, everyone loves him like universally. He's right? good. Yeah. Come on now, Lanny, going after Frenchie up here. Hurry. Two two future managers. People want to see Hulk. They don't want to see this. Fucking right. Boot by Frenchie. I think Leap is one in this one, though, Quinn. What do you... Yeah, Leap. Your money on Leap? And my money's on Leap as well. I think I... Oh, double underhook by Frenchie. Nice Jose overhead. Estrada won a match today, so who knows? Anything was possible. Yeah, and Duke didn't. Very yeah. upset about that. Two count for Frenchie. I didn't expect Duke to win that. I was very upset that he didn't. We don't need SD Jones winning matches in 1987. Like I'm sorry. Mac Rivera, Duke might win, but... True. Not Jose that. Luis. Yeah. Clothesline two. Kick out by Lanny. I think Frenchie Martin's a crappy wrestler. I'm just saying it right now. I think he's fine. I don't like him. Is he going to go in there? Oh, because he's going to go manage race, remember? All right. Go ahead. Bye-bye. Have a nice trip. See ya. Okay, here we go. This is the ending, right? Yep. One-footed drop Maybe Bobby kick. leaving was the signal. Oh, good point. To finish it up. Yep. Good point. Big right hands by Lanny in the corner. Firing away. And body slam. Coming up, he's going to go for that moonsault, that patented maneuver, Quinn. Yeah, gets behind the curtain. Are you ready, Harley? You're right. That was the go-home. Yeah. One. There it is. One, two, three. Lenny Poffo wins. There you have it. What a meaningless house show, huh? Not that they're all this meaningful. Is, why was it filmed? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Got to give Nesson some content and save some shit. For, this is definitely out on primetime. You know it did. I bet you all these matches were dispersed on primetime over like eight months. <laughs> Uh, you know you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. All right, this should be it now. The main event. 
Hulk Hogan Harley race. Somewhat of a dream match for 87, yeah. Quinn. I'm curious when they got done presenting each one of these matches on primetime. Well, Brain, yeah. with WrestleMania 4 coming up. Yeah, you know? like, <laughs> Richard probably knows, like, what's the latest that one of these matches was presented? I'm sure it's on the site, the history yeah. of the history WWF. Of Wait, is this the quality we get for the Hogan race match? Are you <laughs> uh -oh, kidding? Joe's upset. I guess, yeah, you know why? Because this didn't air on primetime. Beta. You know, what is it? What rules? In Hang on. And in this contest, Texas Death oh, it's Texas Death. I see. In a Texas Death style match, there will be no countouts, no time limits, and no disqualifications. Nice. The only thing that will That's a good style for the two of them to work. Will be a pinfall or submission. Okay. This is the most I've ever heard. holds barred? Yeah. <laughs> This is a, that's not Texas it, Death. Yeah. That's not Texas Death. doesn't have the counting thing. Right, right. Unless he just didn't say it because he stinks because he's Mel Phillips. Probably. His Majesty. No music? Oh. No, there it is. It, you can barely hear it, but... I always like that that recording, it's the same one they use for Lawler, has a tape wobble in it. Yeah. In the very beginning, the tape's, like, deteriorated, whatever they ripped it from, <laughs> so it's like... The, listen for it. There's, like, a warble in the tape in the beginning. Whoops. Gold breaker. Girl is so mean to Bobby Heenan. It really sometimes is like out of control. Yeah, it's, uh, sometimes it's unfair. Yeah, like, I, what, I, I don't like it. He's uh, supposed somebody to... yanked on Harley's cape. Ooh, you don't do that. Get the fuck off they're, me, now kid. They're all doing it. Get off me, kid. It's the worst Harley race ever. Hi. That's a, a third kid did it. Terry Garvin over there trying to restore. I don't know if that's Terry Garvin. By the Whoa. way, I bet you Harley's now playing it up after the second kid. Yes, it's not like he's not going to hurt a kid. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Well, uh, uh, let me wait because we're going to get a Hogan entrance. I don't want to start a discussion yet. Yeah. We'll wait. Weasel chant. What? It, why are you switching to that camera? I don't know. Paul <laughs> Hogan's coming out. He's got to not show things correctly. <laughs> People throwing garbage at King Race. Well, they don't like him. All right. The Hulkster here riding high after WrestleMania 3. Yeah. World champion. Height of Hogan, man. 87. Damn. And the Boston fans are just like, fuck that guy in the ring. Like, fuck, <laughs> fuck Harley Race, yeah. man. Harley Race. Hurts inside. This is for Josh Kuhn. Gotta take a stand. It don't help to hide. Look at him. Oh, he's doing the, where he's eating his bandana. Eating the bandana, yes. What is that arrow? Why does he eat it sometimes? I think it was just he thought it looked cool or something. Okay. Hogan going right for race in the ring. No posing, nothing. Oh, race uh, attacking. This is Texas Death Show, allegedly. Yeah, in Boston. Yep. They have a good baked bean, Boston. Okay. Big. Oh, Hogan with the backdrop race to the floor. One of the things about Harley Race is... Uh, he's got the taped fist so, so he can... He doesn't see, care. He's more hardcore here. He's hardcore. Yeah. One of the great things about a Harley Race, even in 87 and 88, is he bumps his ass off. He is a bump machine. Like an Adrian Adonis, you know, just always bumping this and selling. True. Choke, choke, choke. Hogan choking with the t-shirt, sending Harley right into the guardrail. Now, this is the thing people liked about Hulk back then, is that, you know, no holds barred, he's willing to, you yes. know, get rough in there. He's good. Rough and ready. He is, don't. He isn't just, like, doing, like, 89-90 formula Hogan, mm -hmm. you know? He's still very good in, in 87. Very, very good. He says... These are true statements. And Hogan just dominating the king on the outside. Oh, who's that old man trying to get to his chair or whatever? I don't know, but Race went for a chair. 
He stole it away from Hogan. Oh, no, he didn't. Hogan bashed him with it. Old in the man head. with a beanie cap. He's, he's just calmly trying to get back to his seat. <laughs> look, at, look at Race laying on Craig. I mean, laying on Mel Phillips. Yeah. Craig was laughing. Greg. Gorilla just probably slapped him upside the head. Don't laugh about that. Greg. 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 You can't. You, this is serious. You ever think uh, Craig actually got mad one day and just said, My name is Craig. To Gorilla Monsoon? No. Yeah, never, right? Nope. You ever hear the story about... Because, you know, Gorilla is known for being very nice, but also very honest. Yeah. You ever hear the story about um, when he met... Oh, God, what's the guy's name? There's a guy that did Action Zone. Briefly. I can't think of the fucking guy's name now. Todd? The guy that... No, the guy that you really like and you're the only oh, one. Charlie, Charlie Mann. Man. I think it was Charlie Mann. He met him and he <laughs> said, Son, don't buy. Rent. Meaning... <laughs> oh. <laughs> you're not going to be here long. <laughs> I mean, Gorilla would know if that was going to work I mean, or not. I mean, be honest, I think Charlie Man got a bad rap. No, he stinks, Quinn. He was fun. No, we don't need a more annoying Todd Pettengill. We <laughs> already have an annoying Todd Pettengill. <laughs> yeah, but Charlie was like, yeah, on, on that show, it made sense. He would have been a good kids show host. Yeah. That show where it's like, uh, bit of a bit honk, like Mania or whatever. Charlie Mando, though that the bad he intro. could have been a good mania host because the adults didn't watch mania, yeah. right? That was for the kids. Saturday's a ten. load. I mean, he's got it. He already is done doing sixty other things and waking up at four in the morning to do the morning show. Got to write those fucking crank phone call bits. You know yeah. what I mean? Ugh. Horrible. Anyway, uh, Harley going to work nice and neat on the dirty concrete floor of the Boston Garden. Wait, I thought they had a parquet floor. I guess it's not down. The thing, it looks like they spread it out or something. Like, I swear, like, they pulled the fans back. That's that's the Boston, uh... Yeah, yeah sometimes they have that. Um, oh, what a... I love how dirty this arena is. It's dumpy. Now, what I was going to ask you is, Race throws the champion inside. What do you think of, um... King Harley Race? Because, you know, there's the contingency Don't of, like it. Okay, well, that's fair. I like handsome Harley. Do you? Yeah. He's better. What do you think of his WWF run? Pile driver by race! Nailed it. What do you think of his WWF run in general? Other than one match with Hogan, he's kind of lame. He's there about two years. Uh, actually, a little over. Yeah. And uh, maybe two and a half. To me, it's a, it's a get paid run, which is which is acceptable when your career is about to end. So I have no I have no problem with him doing it. I'm not like mad at Harley Race, the guy, for like, hey, I'm going to retire. I better get some money in the bank. You don't... Um you don't ascribe to the theory, though, that them bringing him in and making him a king is insulting, do you? No. Because I get what they're going for. They're like, they're trying to, like, legacy in the fact that you're supposed... Because he wasn't really in WWF much. Yeah, very rarely. They're trying rarely. to say to you, no, this guy's like a legend in, their own, in their own way. In their own cartoony way. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Harley Race in 1987 or 8 should have been the WWF world champion. They weren't going for that. I don't right. think Harley Race had any interest in being the world champion. But you know what he did do? Like, like, you know what he did do? Yeah. He worked with the champion a lot. Right. And he got the money. I think Harley Race would have done anything as long as they paid for his uh, 401k or whatever it is. Well, yeah, like, that's not the way that works. What, but what, yes. Whatever his retirement pension fund that he was accumulating for at this point in time. Yeah, I guess so. I, I think that's what was going on here. Probably so. <laughs> like, and, um, I think he went a job to Danny Davis. If, 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 if are you going to pay me? You know he might. Have uh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he didn't care. He, he does not give a shit. And he, no one made him work there. Yeah, he wanted to. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's a well balanced take on it. Yeah. Because you know, 
you know, you get when, when Harley comes over and then Dusty comes over and it's the WWF pushed the shit out of both of those guys. They just weren't going to be the champion because right. Hulk Hogan existed. And honestly, Dusty was getting that one final payday in yes. essence as well. I mean, he wasn't there to like do anything. No. Like important. And like, you know what? He was pretty much the number three face, which is a high honor. Yeah. When you're under Hogan and Warrior. Right. I mean, shit. <laughs> That's pretty fucking good. Dusty was there for two reasons. Dusty was there for the payday, but he also was there to, like, not have to book and, like... Well, he'd also take, gotten fired from... Take a, take a break. Like, yes, he just got to wrestle. Yeah. He didn't have to book. He had fun. He worked with Randy Savage like, most of the oh, run. I do this tonight, baby. Yeah. Like, you know, that's all it was. Like, right, right. Harley Race off the second row of the inside. For just him. tell me what to do, Vince, basically. That's it. And he had fun doing it. Yep. From By all accounts, you know. He did it for like a year or two. Yeah. Whether he, he had polka dots or not, I mean, you know, I get it, but they didn't bring him in to humiliate him. They brought him in because they figured he'd be a good hand than he was. Yeah. They put him in polka Literally dots because everyone Vince. on every side describes it as both sides were like, do you want it? Do, do you want, Dusty is stressed out and he needs a break. Like, yeah, and, I know. And like, that's like always how it's described, that run. Yeah. It's like, and because we respect him, we want to give him that. Was he over the entire time? Yes. <laughs> so what does it matter, right? Yeah. What does it matter? You know, this isn't real. Yeah. You know that I'm it's just a saying, job. Like it's right? a job. Yeah. You and know what? You know what was um actually really made me kind of realize T-shirt clothesline by Hogan Gun in this day and age how it, it you know it really isn't real. Um, there was recently um Carmella and Corey Graves got married. But the photos... Everyone was there. But the photos from the wedding was... Yeah. yeah, just like other companies. Like, people just... They're just like... Well, all these people work together at some point and they're friends. So yes. they, they decided, um, you know, I want to go to my friend's wedding. It's and like... like if, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, it's like I, if your teammates on different ball baseball teams. Yeah. Like, the Red Sox and Yankee players can be friends, yeah, you know? And, you know, fans on like, oh, ho, ho. It's like uh, Dean Ambrose and Renee are at this wedding and they're in the other company. Yeah. And, and like... And it's like... They, they they're, it's because it's their friends, you idiots. Yeah, it's, like, a, it's you know. nothing to do with where they work. They yeah, know they, each other. They know they all worked with each other at some point. Right, right. Yeah, you know this isn't. It's a job. You said yeah. it, and that's a very hard job. I'm not yeah. again, but it's a also demanding job. It's also a job, and you know you meet people when you work at a job. Correct. and Sometimes you might leave the company, right. and go to work at another company. That right. might even be a competitor. Yes. And then, you know, but your friend who still works at the old company is getting yeah. married and you've been invited to their wedding. Yeah, because you work for competing companies doesn't mean you hate each other. No, it just means uh, you you work know, we, somewhere else. we hang out at non-working hours. Yeah. Like, and you're allowed to take pictures at the wedding <laughs> just like a normal person. Right. There's no, like, rules. Right, they exactly. Can't, both companies can't say, well, you can't take pictures I know. with your friend. Like... Who's getting married? By the way, they're, they're fighting by a Molson sign. Probably. In the, in, are they going in the backstage now? I think so. Right oh. by the door. As everyone can see at a house show. They're booing because they can't see. Yeah. <laughs> Harley with a, a uh, curtain. A curtain. I think he's got the curtain rod. <laughs> that's awesome. Yes, he does. He's choking yeah. Hogan with it. They go past the hockey rink barrier there. Yep, that's right. But yeah, that, that, that makes you realize how like, yeah, it's just a, it, it is a job at the end of the day. Yes. Uh, again, a very hard one. Yeah. And back to the Dusty and Polka Dots thing or, or race as a king. Mm -hmm. um, I've been asked to do things at jobs that I didn't love, but at the same time, it wasn't the end of the world. Did so you maybe, ever go to a former co-worker's wedding or birthday party? Former? No. Current? Yes. Um, you, you never got invited to a... A former? No. Former co-worker's? No. Or, I, 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 something? 
don't do these things. But it's, it's possible. I'm just saying. I guess it's possible. Especially if you just left, or within a year of leaving, and you were real good friends with them. I wasn't. Yeah, I'm just saying it's, it's possible. But the point I'm trying to make is that um, maybe Dusty did hate the polka dots, mm-hmm. but he still knew he had a job to do, and he did it. Like I've had to do things at now my he's job. Got the belt now he's gonna hit Hogan with the belt. Yes, he did. And I lived. I did the things, and then I lived. Yeah. And I supported myself. You know what I'm saying? I don't no. know. It's not that serious. I think the fans make it more serious. One sometimes. thing I will say that's actually a nice thing that I noticed in this generation of wrestlers, and I, I don't know if it's because there's more guys and girls in both companies. Hold that thought one second. Flying headbutt by Race. Oh, race. I think he <gasps> hit the belt. He hit the belt. Hogan lifted the belt at the last second. And he's going to hulk up, I think. We better stay with it here, Quinn. Oh, he's going to hit him with it because it's no holes barred. Axe bomber with the belt? Yeah, maybe. Belt bomber. The fans are fine with it. I mean, it, it's... Look at Hogan. Oh, he's doing the, the chief here? Yeah, he is. He's skipping around. Doing a Jay Strongbow. And... Hogan. Boom. Bella! I think he should just win with that. He will. It's a good finish. What were you going to say? This generation... This generation of wrestlers... I Hogan's going to punch Bobby, of course. which well, is Bobby, not That's Bobby doing his gimmick here. Not necessary. But um, I think in this generation of wrestlers, because there's more guys and girls in the company... I've noticed that a lot of them either get married or, like, it's just common now. Like, you know? They got married in the 80s. It's just that but there, there was wasn't less, social media. There, no, but there's also less ladies wrestlers, too. Oh, you mean? Oh, I get what so, you're so saying. You see, and it's like it's more, it's more of the roster is intertwined in that sense. Because if it's more of a 50-50 situation where there's, like, 50% guys and girls, it just seems like it's more common. Mike McGurk married uh, yeah. Ryan Blair. Yeah, but Sherry never married a wrestler. No. For example. Mr. Uh, Russell or whatever her yeah. name was. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. Okay. Hey, that's it. Well, that sucked. Um, although the Harley Race Hogan match was fun. Yeah. Thanks, Richard. Thanks. Really. Thank yeah. you so much. Uh, but, uh, hey, a nice uh, snapshot of the underbelly of the 87 House Show <laughs> oh, circuit. Oh, it was the underbelly, all right. What was your favorite part of it? I would say mine was Jose Estrada winning. Yeah. That was probably the best part. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's all downhill from there, going Pretty bad. Pretty bad. But folks, it's been pretty good that you're with us here, and we thank you for that. A couple of quick reminders before we get out of here. If you're on the video version and you've never heard our audio show, please subscribe to it. Check it out. We've got like 266 other episodes before this one, plus specials, all sorts of things. Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. Again, if you're on the audio version, make sure you watch the video along with us. Try it out on Vimeo or YouTube, wherever the hell we are. Mm-hmm. Twitch one day. Who the hell knows? Who knows? MySpace. Places, tons of places. Bandcamp. Yep. Uh, whatever the case yeah. may be. Uh, check us out on the video version as well. And if you want the extra content, again, that it's patreon.com slash OVP podcast for the pay-per-view reviews and the latest in the canon. But one way or another, thank you for being with us here. We will be back next week for 268. Until that time. My name is Joe Morata, that guy is Michael Quinn, and we are out of here. See ya! The Bruins on Nesson. It's time for another season of exclusive coverage of all home games. And this year, everyone is cheering for the Bruins. I'm with the Bruins. I'm with the Bruins. You better believe I'm with the Bruins. I'm with the Bruins. As a matter of fact, I'm such a Bruins fan that during the summer, you know, the off season, me and Ma, we stand in front of the refrigerator, open it up and put little Bruins figures in the freezer just to practice cheering. 
Sometimes folks come from next door and we all stand around that freezer cheering right into it. Go, Bruins, go! Except that one summer when Mrs. Hunyadi's canary jingles flew into the freezer and we shut it, didn't even know the... Will you stop? stop.